0: because of the song Smart. dude it actually has a bunch of great songs oh I don't I don't know if I have it Um that was before we knew everything I, about Gary Glitter though so
1: yeah. mm, that's
0: fair see I
2: hadn't I I hadn't seen The Crow when I bought that soundtrack I got it because like all the bands are all the bands that my brother listened yeah. to I so, got it because of Stone Temple like Pilots
1: right yeah mm-hmm. I was like um Big Empty isn't out or the whatever that album was I can't remember what it was called it wasn't out yet and I was like I gotta get the so The Crow soundtrack so I can listen to this on repeat forever never Endeavor, 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 never enjoyed. what year was that? 93, 94.
2: Okay, I was
1: like, did I have that on CD or did I have it on tape? It was one or the other.
2: Yeah, that's how I remember it was like 93, 94, because it was the very first CD I ever bought. My grandfather got me a Sunrise Records gift certificate, and there was no fucking Sunrise Records anywhere around. I had to go all the way up to get my parents to bring me all the way up to Burlington to get it because it was the only yeah. one, and then I went in, and I was just like, I gotta get this, because I heard half the songs, and I love them.
0: Why is, Go- is Google down? Uh, it actually might be, because that might have been... It's probably because I searched for that Neo. Th- yeah, yeah, that Neo thing happened to me, too. Yeah.
1: I looked up uh, Son of Pilots, Google. and it's like, nope, you can't someone, look this up.
0: Someone Googled Google. They looked up Google and Google, and it broke Oh, God.
1: Oh, God. All right, well... We're,
0: we're well, here. I just Googled it's... Gookie.
1: We're live, by I the way. I don't know if I, if I said that. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're we're it's Kids with kids, the bi weekly podcast about stuff. We're gonna talk I about you music. Did, the intro. did I? What? I don't know if I did. I don't oh, think okay. I said no, that. I don't I didn't. You were, were talk-
0: muted. So oh no, I, I did you.
1: I I do like a pre thing before oh, the intro music that's and not, then I, oh, and
2: I'm oil machine.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. We're on the we're mucking it up it now. Works, yeah, it's, know, fine, like, it's fine, it's fine. It's that's what we do. We muck things up and this
0: for real. We'll figure it out. One year.
1: One year, we're going to get good. there. Um, yeah, we're talking about uh, the albums we always come back to. I've always wanted to do a music episode, and I know most of you guys have good taste in music. Actually, all of you, based on the albums we've picked, um, <laughs> have good taste in music. So, yeah, this has been a long time coming. I think me and Hawk have talked about this for, like, four years. We're like, let's do oh, a music yeah. episode. We're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. And we never did yeah. it.
3: Now we have it. Yeah, it's weird, because you seem... You know, personally i'm a little trepidatious in that bringing music to to the table you know because it's like i usually think people aren't gonna like what i listen to which
1: is funny Mm. because we're all like yeah these albums are amazing (laughs) um so we're doing the albums we always come back to i think me and hawk were talking about like what should we do like albums like our favorite albums i'm like that's gonna be hard just pick Mm -hmm. an album that you like to listen to a lot or at least uh you know every so often and i decided not to do the bluey soundtrack just you know Save you a little bit. Um, so yeah, we have joys. one non
2: bluey podcast. That'd uh, be
1: awesome. Not, no, we will have it every not this episode. one, obviously, not this <laughs> no. one. and then nope. you know, next time we'll talk about how season three is on uh Disney Plus starting the, on the 10th. Anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> on this episode, <laughs> you're a horrible shill. Oh <laughs> for this show, we have Dave, Hawk, Steve, and Brent. How's it going, guys? Thanks. Oh, we talking about sure, all this blue, right. so you know,
2: what we'll be talking about delicious Murphy's Law Warheads.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what um, is, is that? That one's supposed to taste like what? Like which candy? That's the blue raspberry Just one. the blue? The warheads. Just the blue the, the
2: cherry and the watermelon one are not good. Uh, oh, yeah. Stay the red ones.
1: That's unfortunate. And you said this is a Canadian company, right? Not that we're a showing moderate, for this yes. company, but okay. whatever.
0: I like, I like supporting well, I Canadian am, companies. Fucking sponsor me. Send me shit. Yeah, I was true. just talking to my brother, Harcroft, about the fact that it, it's got to be so fucking great to be just high enough of a celebrity to just be like, oh, I'm getting into like Warhammer and then fucking Games Workshops will just send you free shit, right? Vallejo just starts sending you free paint. Did you so say like
1: Rahul's... um.
0: Tweet right. Yeah, that's why I'm talking about Oh my God. Talking about, that dude. case was ridiculous. Oh my God. He's just like, yeah, I'm getting into Warhammer minis. And like, he started painting Star Wars Legion minis a while back. And it's just like, here's, start, everybody's fucking throwing shit at him. And then Mike Krahulik and Jerry Holkins of Penny Arcade, they've been doing that. And um Battle, was it Battle Foam set up? Mike Krahulik and Jerry was like, well, I already bought all this stuff. I'm like, we'll send you some. He's going it's too late, Battle Foam. I already spent all the money. God damn it.
1: Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about how much in scream spent on his new display. Harcroft wants to know. Harcroft
4: already knows, except uh, I remember Harcroft. I added some extra things so I get free shipping. So
1: what, What? what oh, who knows what, what screen did you get? Uh, for those that didn't know, we talked about this before um, stream. Uh, Steve got a new monitor oh. for some reason.
5: Ooh.
4: It hasn't come in yet. Now that the internet's all screwy. Harcroft, remember what I bought? I don't even remember now. It was like four days ago. That's like,
1: how big was is the monitor let's go with that
4: a 32 it's a 32 inch curved
1: nice nice is and it I an? Tell, Alt- oh
4: i remember i got a samsung odyssey g7
1: nice i was looking at that because it was on sale over the weekend is that why you got yeah
4: it? yeah memory yeah memory express was doing an anniversary sale and i was feeling miserable and i just i ran it by harcroft who's the local sage of monitors and then mm. he said it's it's nice and i said all right and
1: is it a and VA or poor. an IPS? It's a VA. SVA. Right? Yeah, yeah, so that I thought, yeah. um, I have to do IPS purely for all the video and, um, you know. Oh
4: yeah, 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 totally yeah. No, I've given, I've completely given up on productivity. This is, this is just for for pure, fun. Our yeah, yeah, fun.
1: They have. We'll go with fun. Uh, I think Linus Tech Tips reviewed a Samsung monitor not too long, an Odyssey one that was like stupid, like. Big? Oh, he's talking. That's
4: the nine. I that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. dot,
0: though. I think. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, the G nines so
4: are the G nines are amazing. But my computer couldn't possibly run a anything that wide. So it's it's. Did it's you pointless. see the
0: Sony display on LTT, Eric? What no? What I mean, that might have been on Short Circuit. I don't remember, but it's like a new. I Sony's doing, too. Sony's branding, like a new like sub brand or whatever. It still says Sony, but it's like a whole new thing. Sort of like when they had like Sony Vow mm-hmm. laptops and stuff. And it's like the gaming brand essentially, like they're Ooh. doing headsets and other stuff. Why don't stuff they call it like, PlayStation? Just That's, a brand a great, brand all... <laughs> That's a great fucking Sony, question. That's a great question.
4: Because Sony's is, is a yeah. is a traditional Japanese company, and their divisions do not cooperate. They could have ruled the world by now, okay? Yeah. But
0: but, but the monitor is real fucking nice. Yeah. It's real nice. Oh, yeah. The, oh one, like,
1: that, yeah. That video you posted from Short Circuits um, about the um, the webcam. That one that follows oh, dude, you That's so
0: cool i was like oh it's oh. tiny too it's like the nicest webcam i've ever seen and it's tiny
1: it's a 4k um was it 60 or 30. yeah, I think yeah. It's 60. and it follows you like has a gimbal on it and it smart follows it's like pre-programmed stuff Ooh. so like
0: it's for like teachers and stuff like so, like you can do like like if you do peace yeah. sign it'll like
5: focus zoom in on or your, zoom out or, and, oh wait
0: no it'll it, well yeah no it'll end up focusing on your whiteboard and then it'll just make the whiteboard your full thing as well. Like it'll do a cutout.
4: Interesting, nice.
0: It comes with like little uh, markers like on the corner. Quite cute, but markers. Yeah, oh, nice, on nice. You know, like, like, holy fuck! And you can just like, you know, like, you I can you can do an, an L and stuff.
1: zoom in and you out. Can just,
0: yeah, you can just use z- this to zoom in and out on yourself.
1: It's the future, guys. Also, so if someone cool. comes into your frame, it'll center you both so that you both oh, are in focus. So cool. Very so neat.
2: cool. Look, I don't want all the fucking attention on me.
1: Or if you build shit like like Lego and stuff, it'll it'll yeah, do like a top down view. Wow. I know. Yeah. I was debating getting a. An aw- what is it like
0: three hundred bucks? It's 300 not Three hundred bucks, yeah. Ooh, uh, American but, probably too. But this, it though.
1: It's a it's an actual camera yeah. company. Like they do um yeah. action cameras and they do like three sixty cameras and stuff. Wow. So all their shit is really good. I think they so said cool. it had a, they had a one inch sensor in it. Um. Oh God, it looks so good. I'm. And the the HDR is really nice in it. Like it's, it's a good camera. Um. Anyway, let's stop talking about this. Let's talk about what's uh what's good or. Uh, Dave's favorite uh, segment. Let's talk I about g- Prey.
0: I think, yeah, because what else? What, what, yeah, what's going to bring Dave? some other, good, stupid bring other stupid shit? We're going to bring us some stupid shit. No, no it's, good. I want to talk about this fucking movie. I intentionally so didn't
2: make that my yum today because I knew at least one or two of you was definitely going to throw it in there.
0: <laughs> I figured we should just talk about that instead of each doing a fucking what's good. It's just waiting. Yeah, easy. I agree.
2: No, 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 because <laughs> like, I have also another thing that
0: you? what's good.
4: Oh, you actually have what? another good.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I do. Your life is full of go, Dave. Dave, talk about Prey. All right. Well, Prey is the latest in a, in a film in the uh, Predator franchise directed by Kevin, not Kevin. I was going to say Dan Trackenberg, who mm-hmm. did 10 Cloverfield Lane and the pilot for the boys and a couple other things, uh, who's very good. And it's basically like a totally unknown cast. It's like 99% native. And it's about, it's set in 1715, I think.
4: 1719.
0: 1719. And it's like, you know, it's just like the original Predator. A Predator comes down and starts hunting things as they do. And if you haven't seen Predator from 1987, fucking go watch that movie and then watch this movie because they parallel and each s- other perfectly. Is Michelle c- and, Trachtenberg- skip, and skip all of no, them. They're not, related. They're not related? Okay. They're not related. No, no. It, yeah,
4: she's the only Trachtenberg, I Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, because she's actually. No, it doesn't matter. He's from Philly, I think, and she's from somewhere totally different. So. Fair, fair. Um, no, it's phenomenal. Like it, I think it just so surpasses the original in every way. Because I, I don't want to say anything because it just came out on Friday. Like I don't think I, we should spoil it. Like oh, yeah.
2: yeah, like trying not to spoil it. Like I, I, I love all of the sequences where you see looking at one animal Mm -hmm. and are they predator prey as they go Mm -hmm. after this but then another animal comes in Mm -hmm. and they're taking over and you see like the attention that he's going who is the alpha that i have to go after in this situation i fucking love that so much
0: genuinely it it really mirrors the original movie but because technology has come a lot further storytelling is kind of improved in, in the you know area of filmmaking it's easier to follow than the original the effects are better the fight scenes are better the actions better um, oh. obviously more progressive. That, that field
2: sequence was so beautiful. Oh God. Like oh even God. even
1: before that, the tree sequence, I was just like everything. How everything? The movie's so cool. fucking.
0: The movie's fucking gorgeous.
1: Yeah. yeah, the movie's beautiful. For something that went straight to streaming, it looks really good. I would. I would like, think ridiculous.
2: <laughs> If that started, this is becoming Don't the new norm back, though girl. like we're losing movie theaters and this is gonna start happening more and more yeah. but i would
0: pay to see this in theaters yeah, yeah i, would, I yeah. would love to
1: see this in theaters i like, i
0: watched the i sorry go
1: ahead no i watched it on my tv and i wish i put it on the projector like that's what i wish i had done or instead like it's that good oh my god yeah. watch it
4: again in comanche yeah. i watched uh yeah, i did it watch in comanche Yeah, I watched the the Predator in theaters, and I was that was very disappointing. This would not have been disappointing.
0: Mm. I am gonna rewatch Predator two because there's parts of it I like, and I am gonna rewatch Predators, which I do think is a very good movie. I did like, I did like the Adrian Brody one. That was a good
1: one. Do you think they're gonna do a sequel based on the end credits?
5: I I don't
3: know. I hope so. I mean, I I, it's it's sorry. Go ahead, Hawk. Depends on how it does
5: this is what the amazing (laughs)
3: thing about this and that i think this is like kind of like dan trachtenberg definitely got the experience from like directing 10 cloverfield lane where he basically took on like a sequel project and that that really had nothing to do with the original yeah you know and still found an interesting creative story to wrap around it and that um you know that's that that's the the impression i got from this film um yeah, it, it was such a great vehicle for Amber Mid-Thunder. Uh, in she case was you guys phenomenal. Watched. She was great. Yeah, if, great you, if you guys haven't watched Legion yet, she is fantastic. She plays Carrie, too, in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I really I liked know, her
1: brother, um, Dakota he, yeah. Beavers. Um, yeah, he did a good job, name, too. He
3: was very good. Probably yeah,
4: probably. yeah. You felt that they, they cared about each other and that they were siblings, mm-hmm, which yeah. is tricky to do sometimes, So yeah. I did. that ex- was, it was important.
1: I did not expect... Oh, no, I shouldn't say that. No yeah, mind. Yeah, I gotta say yeah, I got to be careful. So yeah. I guess
4: to, to David's comments, I mean, the thing with the first movie, and you know, not giving away anything about any of the movies, is um, one of the reasons why it was so significant is it's a bro-ish, murk action movie set in the jungle that is crossed exceptionally well with another type of movie entirely. Mm -hmm. and um and and it's not taken lightly you know mctiernan who did the first uh, movie he treated both halves or both elements of the movie extremely well and so i agree yeah everything in prey is substantially better and like you say easier to follow but i feel like the concept you know to you know get you into that half of the movie of the military half needs to be the focus initially right Mm -hmm. so i i would still i would still say the first movie still has merit it's still worth watching it's a fun it's a fun arnold movie it's old man like it it has it has dated but i you know the 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 chatter between the characters is fun and pray i would say yeah it really has to be watched after because it it takes all the elements you are now you know, versed in after watching the first movie and then makes you really wonder about, like, what is going to happen because we know the pattern now. It's been established. And um, and um I would argue that Prey, I, I liked it better than Predators. Predators, I thought, you know, obviously very similar to the first uh, mm-hmm. Predator movie, but somehow, I, I guess we'll just say the end battle, Brody just kind of turned into Schwarzenegger and he's oh, not yeah. Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah. Like, he's a thin guy. And um, I was
1: hoping for more traps. Like I thought he was gonna yeah, be smarter. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Like, yeah,
1: that was the fight yeah. I was
4: expecting. But the but the lead in in prey, like she did her own thing, you know. And yeah. and I I that's that's the thing that I think made the difference because I like but, predators yeah. as well. But prey, what prey did
1: Dude. is that she oh. like everything she did beforehand informed yeah, yeah, yeah. her choices that she made at the end, which was it's amazing.
0: Yeah. That's what I mean. It perfectly mirrors every time you know uh, Arnold's character Dutch learned something. He yeah. uses that later and she does the same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like they follow the same arc. That's the kind of the problem with the predator and predators and alien versus predator is they don't have like, here's the buildup. Here's the let's introduce the concept. Here's the middle part, which the genre changes in the middle part. And then here's wow. the finality finale where the genre kind of changes again because the middle is a horror movie. Sure. Uh, um, yeah. Um, Whereas sure. like Predators didn't do that. Predators was just like it's kind of a horror movie most of the way through, a lot of suspense, and you don't really have the same buildup. And then it's just like this Hugh Jackson set piece that isn't informed by them really learning about their enemies at, in any significant. No, no, no.
4: It's a, you're you're full. You go in fully expecting to be a Predator fan with all the with all the gear and just sitting down and just want to see. Like that's the problem with the Predator movies, other than Predator Two, in my opinion. Um, is it it was a concept that was good for really one movie and they Mm. they keep stretching it out because it's kind of a neat idea but they they're having such a hard time developing it because it is such a restricted concept Mm -hmm. and like predator 2 i mean we kind of laughed at it back in the day but at least they tried something different whereas all the other movies are basically the same
1: at the end right Uh, the
0: the best part and this is i'm going to spoil one tiny thing in predator 2 because nobody gives a shit about Predator Two really is Is that if you haven't seen it by now yeah, you know. Bill Paxton,
5: because
0: yeah, yeah. they brought in not only Bill Paxton, but I can't never remember her name, but she usually works with John. Um... Oh, Maria yeah. Conchito Alonso. Yeah, so because she, she's in, like both. They are partners in Aliens, then they're partners in the Predator. And that's I don't great. remember. I think she lived. He wasn't in Aliens. What? What?
4: No, no that's somebody else. That was not her. Is aliens. it not her? Yeah, somebody no, else. no, she's that was Terminator 2, though, right? She is. She was in a lot of action.
0: No, she's she in was in Total
2: a...
4: Recall. Or not to, No, yeah. running man, running man. Running man, that's,
2: is it, she that's not, it.
0: Is that not the same woman you know, from Terminator? No, no, out, the,
4: Latin, the Latin woman from Aliens is actually uh, a the white woman in, in, in bronze face.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That's know. <laughs>
0: but yeah. Bill Paxton is yeah. the only person who's been killed by a predator, an alien, and an Avenger.
4: Man. Wasn't he killed by Terminator as well?
0: Yes, yeah. actually, yeah, yeah, he's in the he's, first yes, tournament. He's punk. Yeah. the first one. He's the pup. Yeah. He's one of the he punks. Gave up his, yeah. he, he has gave this up his special. Clothes. Nobody else has that, and I think I think one person does deserve that. And I'm not going to say who on the podcast. I did say it in our chats though, but I won't say on the podcast because it would spoil part of Predator.
1: Harcroft said that Maria Conchita Alonso totally was in Predator too. Is
5: yeah,
0: IMDb
1: she was you working? I mean, yeah, we're not debating she wasn't, oh. yeah. she wasn't oh. in Aliens. She wasn't in Aliens. Ah, okay. Um, fun fact about Predator. Do you know the 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 dog tag that Arnold Schwarzenegger picks up, and he's like, oh, this person was... Uh, oh, yeah,
5: you mean, yeah, he was right. a friend of his. Jim, right? Jim yeah, Hopper? Yeah. Yeah. Hopper.
1: <laughs> How Hopper. hilarious that uh, that's Offridge where things. the Duffer brothers took that name from. Um, and he's also good at getting out of uh, sticky situations, which he said in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyone else? Uh, who else has... Uh, any... Wait, are uh, we done uh, with Aliens,
2: Sorry. Aliens Lady was Jeanette Goldstein. Let's. Yeah, that's, that's, what that's what I about.
4: was going to say, it. yeah.
5: It's my, it's
4: it's my bad. Goldstein, yes. She's <laughs> actually... The stepmother in Terminator Two yep. who uh, who is killed and does the knife hand—it's the same woman. You know? Fluffy's is...
1: Fluffy's fine. <laughs> Fluffy's fine. <laughs> your mother is dead. And she was on she was on <laughs> the <laughs> Titanic. Your foster, your
3: foster parents are dead.
1: All right. Does anyone else have anything else to say about Prey? It's on it's on Disney Plus for us, and it's on yeah, Hulu, Hulu, Hulu in the states. In the states, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 It's a twentieth century studios film. property yeah, um,
4: 20th century something
1: <laughs> anyone else have a what's good other than me uh
2: i have a quick one because uh, i just i wrapped it up today it's only six episode miniseries um blackbird
1: blackbird oh. i don't know what this blackbird. is Sounds what is familiar. it
2: really fucking great show holy shit mm. uh taron egerton uh oh, great is- kinnear Paul Walter Hauser, and it's Ray Liotta's uh, one of his last performances. Is
1: this on Apple? TV? Is that, that prison it's one? On Apple, yeah. Okay.
2: So it's it's the premise. It's based inspired by a true story, but it's about a a, a cocky college athlete who gets arrested for uh, drug possession and gun possession, and is sentenced to ten years, and is offered a chance to get out if he can infiltrate a maximum security prison and befriend a guy that the FBI believes is responsible for twenty murders keep trying to befriend the guy get a confession from him we'll let you go free and it's all about like the relationship between this guy played by taran egerton and his father played by ray liotta and then his relationship later with the criminal uh guy paul walter hauser who is so fucking good in this show oh. if no one knows he's the one to play richard jewell in the uh clint eastwood
5: movie mm. yeah. interesting but he is
2: absolutely phenomenal in this show <laughs> Yeah. And really, really great final performance from Ray Liotta, too. Like, he plays his father who's going through, like, a series of strokes and, like, heart disease, and oh. uh, he's, like, dying before everyone's eyes, like, throughout the whole show, and it was just heartbreaking to watch knowing what actually happened, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that just came out, didn't it, not too long ago?
2: The the finale just aired a couple nights ago, so mm-hmm. it's only six wow. episodes. I'm
1: going to have to check that out. And I do yeah. have Apple TV, so that's good. Looking forward to some Ted Lasso. Anyone? I...
2: I I didn't really like Taron Egerton too much in it at first, but Mm. by the end of the CO, I was like, holy shit, the transformation his character goes through is pretty sensational.
1: What's crazy is that that plot was the sort of the plot of the Green Arrow movie they had proposed many, many years ago. (laughs) Well,
2: it was like the story is, I know it's based off a true story. I can't, I don't know what the name of it is. It's based off a novel. That was written about these characters oh. that was released back in like the mid nineties.
1: This is where the Green Arrows story took uh stole it from then. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. Only six are they, uh, they're I assume they're hour long episodes. Uh, uh
2: anywhere from forty five minutes to an hour. Uh maybe a little bit more. Like most of them ran uh, around an hour exactly.
1: Hmm. I'm gonna have to check this out, yeah, for sure.
2: For sure. Yeah, I started last night and I polished it off this afternoon, so Ooh.
1: You weren't listening to all the albums on repeat over and over again?
2: No, I listened to all the albums a few days ago. Actually, Dave's was the last one because his is the one I was most familiar with. That's fair. So I listened to that one last just to kind of refresh my memory because that was an album that I really loved when it first came out. So
1: Agreed, agreed, same. Uh, Hawk, do you have uh, what's good? You're, you're, um... you're rubbing your hands, I assume. You're, that means you're, <laughs> mm, Yeah.
3: Like well, a I did, I like a I didn't you know. I didn't know, did know if this was. I didn't know if this was going to be your yum for it. Not, you but son I'll of a bitch! You're going
1: to say the Sandman. Actually, no. I okay, mine is the Sandman. I, I was
3: yeah. going to say the other series we've been raving about over the last few days. Which one? Paper Girls. Hey, Paper Girls. Girls yeah.
1: Fuck yes.
3: Great oh. series. I'm not familiar with the comic and that, so I kind of came into this pretty, you know, just blank in that. Um, and uh. The first episode is pretty good. You gotta keep watching on that because it's an amazing little story in that and about these like four year twelve-year-old girls who really aren't friends at the beginning in that they're just paper girls like out of necessity. They're you know Ooh, like and they stick they stick together as paper girls out of necessity in that because they're you know basically just like you know men are, men are shit and like they have to do this for safety. Yeah. Um. They get pulled the 80s, into Nineteen
1: eighty-six. I believe. Yeah.
3: Eighty-eight. 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 88 they get pulled into a time rift and that and deposited in 2019 uh it i don't really want to get too much into it in that there is some fantastic uh appearances in the show adina porter from the 100 uh plays the Priorist and that is part of this like a like a time variant cop uh yeah, she's wow. fantastic uh the stand one of the standout cameos was Jason Menzucas who shows up later. Oh, in the series. don't ruin that. I know. I'm trying wow. not to. Oh damn. I know so I have good. to watch it. I just I, I bring him up because like I'm amazed that this actor never has to change for a role. <laughs> <laughs> like his hair yeah. has just gotten longer over the years, and he's yeah. like fuck it. His he's, beard has gotten so much larger over the I, years. I thought you would have said Ali He is Wong like that in real him. life, too. I know. Like, that is just who he is. Yeah. Like I
2: cuz I listen to the uh, How Did This Get Made podcast all the time and he yeah. is just as fucking crazy on that as he is in every role you've ever seen That's in. just him.
1: That's just him. Yeah. yeah. Um That's just he, him. And plays in a an, an awesome character in that show as well. Oh god. Um,
0: I, you got to mention, it doesn't matter if it's a, it's a surprise, because mentioning Jason Mendoza will get people who don't care about anything to watch something. Oh, yeah, no, love I'm, that's, I'm that's in that's on fair. it now. Like, like
1: mm. when he showed up, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how did I know, not know that he's on that show? Like, I've been following Paper Girls since, you know, whenever, because yeah, it's one the, of my favorite comic the graphic books. Novels, yeah. The graphic novel is amazing. It's by Brian K. Vaughn and, and um Cliff Chang. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn did the, the story and then Cliff Chang did the drawings. Cliff Chang, yeah, Cliff Chang, um, and it's phenomenal. Like, yeah, it's one of my favorite comics. I love Brian Vaughn, so I'm I'm already biased because Brian Vaughn is the
4: one. Uh, Why the Last
2: Pride, Man
1: right? and
4: Saga? Why the Last Man and Saga?
1: Yeah,
5: yeah. I no, but
4: so
2: the bad. the one that we read on stream no. last year. Uh, yes, yes, drama? he did. Yeah. He did Draw yeah, okay.
1: as well. Um, that was oh, one of his short <laughs> plays that he had released a long time ago. Um, he also did um. Not Vox Machina. That's <laughs> um, X Machina, uh, which is a comic book as well. Um, he's he's amazing, and he's a I nice guy.
0: I bought the first volume of Saga. I don't know how many years ago, and I got yeah. like I don't know, like two issues in, and I'm like, I don't like this, and everyone's like, it's amazing, and I'm like, I just, it's just not for me. Saga's is like,
1: a really weird book. Like it, I know, it, and
0: I like weird stuff, but
1: robots having sex, man, in like the first issue, and you're just like, hmm, I did not expect this. Um, yeah, I. I do agree. Uh, Sag is a little weird, but it is good. Uh, Paper Girls is probably my favorite of his stuff. I think I love time travel and um, the TV show. Like, I it's getting unfair comparisons to Stranger Things.
3: This mm. this book came out
4: because uh, it's eighties and it has bicycles. I mean, my it's god, so
3: different. It's not even eighties in that. Like, you know, okay, they grabbed a few tracks from the eighties and that yeah. when they're like for the first episode. In that I love Stranger Things. Of course, they would Stranger like to things. listen yeah. to that, right? Anyways, just ripping it this, off. It's- it's a time travel adventure in that the chi- the the child actors are fantastic in the role. Who thought? The child actors. Like it's so They're
1: hard off. to find like conv- like really good like child actors and they were all very good and they weren't They're all like generic.
3: It. Yeah, it was like it watching totally well, ripped off stranger things. It was, a, it was things. not a generi- it was not a generic plot line in that, you know? No. It's like e- each of them basically was confronted with aspects of their future and their future selves in that mm. and it's like just like there's yeah, so- an interesting concept. I mean, it's a really listen. interesting. God, there's like so much. There's like so. There's like a lot of disappointment going around it in the, you know, <laughs> when they yeah. actually get. Yeah, God, yeah, yeah, I can't and, even uh, imagine. And in some I can't cases, imagine there, my teenage. And in some self. cases, there was so many. There was like some really shocking revelations that, like, they didn't even realize oh, cool. at the time. Yeah, I don't want to say too much. You know, Brandman. I mean, uh, I feel like I should be an expert on this because the comic is set
0: three days after I was born. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the there's one, oh.
1: there's one actress <laughs> um one of the four girls her name is mac on the show she is just like a little female version of eddie furlong from terminator 2 and the first right. episode i saw her i was like how is this so like it she looks and acts just like her like without you know being like a straight copy um it was it was amazing and She's not like that in the comic. Like she's, she has the same qualities, but um, I did not picture her as Eddie Furlong, and it's amazing.
3: It kept yeah. bugging me because I was like looking at her. I was like, I've seen her in something, you know. It's like <laughs> she just looks familiar. Where have I seen her for? And I go through the I M Terminator list. Two, nothing, you know? <laughs> nothing. And
1: then, like, yeah. is that when I texted you I was like she look she just like Eddie Furlong. <laughs> um. Also, they've done a lot of changes, not a lot. Mm, they've done enough changes to this to the um, show from the comic book that it's fresh, but it feels like good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that, you know, um, if that correlates nice. to anyone, like it's, it's still good enough that I would still watch it. Even people like who are fans of the comic book, like it's just phenomenal. It's like uh, my yum, the salmon, um, which came out on Friday as I was camping. And I was like, where the fuck? Come on, signal. Just, just download this <laughs> one episode so I can watch it. Um, so I watched it at, while camping and it's, like, they changed things. Like, I'm fine with mm-hmm. that. Um, sure. And everything they added, like, the first season's about the Corinthian, obviously. So they had to, you know, integrate the Corinthian in the first episode without him being, like, fucking ep- way episodes later, like he, he was in the comic book. And, yeah. like, everything just felt right.
3: Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Good. No, I'm glad to hear that. I hadn't watched it yet, but, uh, but yeah. No, I'm glad to hear that, like, both Paper Girls and Sandman uh, were adapted by people who really got it i yeah. guess is the way well, to say well, sandman, you know so
1: neil gaiman was there like every uh, that doesn't like that doesn't
4: guarantee anything no, no no he wasn't he wasn't <laughs> part of anything
1: from, from before right mm-hmm. he would be like i'm executive producer i'm you know things are, you know i'm gonna let the showrunners run that he was the showrunner for uh yeah. sandman like it was pretty much him he had the it was his baby obviously he can't make it go to shit right um you could as i understand
0: in terms of dc continuity Mm -hmm. in some respects sandman is a prequel to lucifer so if you wanted to if you watched the show lucifer you could go and watch sandman now in in dc i'm talking about in in comics yes in comic continuity yeah because what happens in sandman causes what like lucifer to not be in hell anymore
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but he doesn't do his Netflix adventures. Um. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, but I'm just like, if that people, show was are, good. Fans of, if people are fans
0: of Lucifer, maybe they should go watch the Sandman. It's
1: not the same. It's I'm not saying it's the
0: same. i no, really connected. It's not the
1: same Lucifer. Let me rephrase. Um, but
0: no, it's played by Gwendolyn Christie instead. Dude, did, of course.
1: Did the, did the stream freeze?
0: Probably. It likes to do that. Yeah, mine's uh,
1: Reconnecting. God damn it. <laughs> like, what the fuck?
2: It seems fine on my end.
1: Huh. Weird. It that's says reconnecting thing. on my on my.
2: Uh, oh, now it's so oh, now it's crapped out. Oh, you
0: said okay. to get there.
1: Yeah. So you know, obviously, I had to talk about Sandman to for it to go to sleep. Obviously. Mm. Oh, Google's nice. back though. At least that's nice. Uh
0: quit. just rolling internet blackouts.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's just Rogers being Rogers. Again. Oh, we'll
4: that'd be fun.
0: Nope,
1: we're live again. Yeah. Uh, I think. Let's see. We're live. We're live. Cool. Um. Yeah. So watch Netflix's Sandman. It premiered on the um, Friday, and Prime Video has Paper Girls. So both of those nice, should get nice. renewed for a second season. I hope it does. They both have, oh, they better. They both have like um great reviews and great like buzz around it.
0: Sandman is the biggest show streaming right now. I think. Yeah,
1: eighty countries, uh, on Friday wow. at least. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paper Girls. You know i I hope it gets good, Mrs. It's
3: prime Video. I'm so invested like I, prime, I need to do a second season like I they can't leave it like that. Prime yeah.
4: isn't as finicky as the other they tend to sort of keep it going, you know sure so, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: they got the, those Bezos bucks so they don't yeah, have to worry
4: about yeah it. they've got unlimited cash.
1: I mean something needs to take over my expanse watching on prime, you know
5: mm-hmm. <laughs> just give me that.
1: although if you haven't watched for all mankind on Apple TV, very good. Um, yeah. Any news we want to talk about? Um nothing. Maybe Newton John season and, two Newton John died today. How many
0: how many celebrities have we watched?
3: Uh, died no, A lot. A lot. Uh,
5: uh Nichelle Michelle Nichols passed away. right now.
1: I mean, no, Nichelle Nichols, yeah, man. That's yeah, uh that Nichols, was a, yeah. uh
0: Paul Sorvino. Yeah yep. Paul Sorvino yep. uh, oh, yeah. I I don't know
2: who would know James this, but Con. like the horror the horror just, just, movie just, lover in me. I was very upset about Clue uh Clue Gallagher, uh Clue Gallagher dying.
5: Was, uh, I don't know. He was, uh,
2: he was an, he was an older actor. He was a character actor who appeared in like a lot of, uh, horror movies like Feast. He was the father in Nightmare on Elm Street part two.
1: Oh,
2: uh, his son was the one who directed, who won, um, Project Greenlight and directed, uh, wrote and directed Feast. Okay. Mm, which was, was the first Mark Dunstan, Patrick Melton movie.
1: Um, oh, neat. Um, Gord Lewis died today as well. I know. a Or friend was of mine murdered. Me let me rephrase. This. Yeah, uh, by his son. In who's right, uh, he's, right so, now? I mean, yeah, right now. Like it's yeah. it's yeah.
3: yeah, it's allegedly. And that apparently the son was sending emails to the spec and in that informing them that his father was dead and is in an apartment and that and could they you know get somebody over there instead of for some reason not phoning nine one one. Um, I know there there's like mental health issues in the family involved, but. Hmm. You know, it's very tragic and you know, he was he was he was very iconic for Hamilton and for punk yeah. music in general
1: uh um a bunch of things got canceled uh Batgirl. we we said earlier and his uh, yeah. Scooby Doo movie which my kids were really looking forward to so can we well, uh, predi-
3: can we predict some future news that uh, by basically like next week and that the Flash movie is going to be canceled I don't they know. Gotta, uh, I thought they got it. They got it.
2: They've already replaced Michael Look, Keaton with Ben Affleck in uh, Aquaman 2 because of the,
4: that. I Ugh. Warner Brothers is under a big shakeup. They need it. They're under new management. Uh, that, that that girl thing. Look, there's a lot of bad projects, and you you, you can't just shovel out crap, okay? Mm. Otherwise you'll get me pissed off, and then we'll have more content. So know, just <laughs> just leave it alone, man. Just 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 dump. Dump that crap! No, I, th- the Var- fact that they've didn't held
1: Variety say that the screenings weren't that bad, like the original. No, I, I the, heard it was horrendous. The original, the original um, UK Sun uh, article said that well, screenings are bad, but then Variety was like, you know what, they weren't that bad.
4: To be fair, screenings are never really something I would go by anyway. Yeah. But it's it's,
1: it's before um, graphics are done and people are already like, oh, that's fucking. Yeah, annoying. yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, but not even that. Not even that. Sometimes, if you get the wrong screening group, it completely fucks everything up. I, I just think, like Warner Brothers, they've been trying to chase like uh, Marvel, and they they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. And they gotta they gotta get a plan and not just throw shit at the wall, right? And I think I think this is a good sign. I mean, if they're willing to give up ninety million dollars like that, then maybe they'll actually digitally mm-hmm. remove uh, uh, uh Miller. From the flash and put the guy from the tv series in instead and then we yeah, then we all
1: win yeah
4: well the flash um, tv series is ending too so he's
2: yeah oh,
1: heard, did you hear the the rumor that the cw's gotham knights is getting canceled before it even gets aired good Ooh, i
0: good. heard that the yeah,
2: cw at this bad. point is just scrapping everything to do with dc like yeah the Arrowverse they're, they're, is basically
0: ending yeah they're yeah. winding
4: down yeah it's,
0: it hey, they had, a good been...
4: they had a good run. Yeah. What do you oh, want, yeah, the
0: man? The first like three years, oh, hell, yeah. hell yeah.
4: It's just like, what, 10 shows? It's
2: ridiculous.
4: Yeah. DC was dominating
2: the, the television, like, over Marvel for the yeah. longest time. Like, mm-hmm. they were phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> they actually had
4: continuity, so yeah.
2: Who
1: knew? Um, yeah, other than that, I don't know if anything else is... Uh, we got to see what Daredevil looks like in She-Hulk. That's cool. Moon mm-hmm. yeah. um, Knight so Season 2
4: has been greenlit.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep.
5: Um,
2: um I did I, this isn't news this is 100% rumor but I did read an article today um from somebody who leaked some information um that we may be hearing before the end of the year that Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller have worked out their issues and that they will be announcing another installment of Friday the 13th by the end of the year.
4: Oh huh. yeah. that I'll gets me so happy. It. <laughs> that doesn't get me happy. I mean, I will That's a one concept happens, movie. That's so, so happy stretch... that
2: franchise
0: can finally move fucking forward. <laughs> it's, it, I it, am there's so nowhere mad for it to go. No, no, it. no. There's two movies that they did because the right the, the the Psycho thing, right?
3: Yeah, but
0: I. Oh, God, we just <laughs> talked about Prey,
4: where we basically ignored six movies in between because they're pretty much all trash, and now we're talking about Friday the Thirteenth, which has yeah, how many?
3: 12 installments
0: it has actually 13 well then they should stop
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. Just leave it alone. Yeah. They went to space with Jason. Like, what more? Fuck was well, After else was that, you're know? done. Hellraiser did that. it. Everyone's Leprechaun get, did everyone it.
2: Everyone gets their guilty pleasure in life. I've got my fucking guilty pleasure in Friday the Thirteenth. I'm not saying every single that. one can't of enjoy. Them.
0: We're just saying they shouldn't make anymore. Yes. <laughs> uh, Stop not, it. We're not saying not. you
4: can't enjoy. We're just saying you shouldn't enjoy it
2: anymore.
0: No, we're saying they shouldn't <laughs> make more.
4: Enjoy the ones no. who have. Don't wish for for new installments that just. Speaking
1: Ugh. of new installments, here's the last piece of news: Lady Gaga has been officially confirmed as Harley Quinn in Joker. Right. Folie Adieu. Um which yeah. you know, sure, whatever. Interesting, cool. I guess. Zazzy um, Beats is also supposed to be coming back. I guess it's like uh, the right. most
0: boring news I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. I mean,
4: I don't want to. I don't want to assume anything. We'll see what they can do. You know, but like. That doesn't, it's, you know, I don't know. Was she good in that that Gucci movie? She oh, yeah. might the have Gucci been the best part
3: bad. of that movie. Yeah. She might have been the best
0: part of it.
4: Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I just yeah. think,
0: you know, like, you can watch The Joker or you can go watch the three movies that inspired The Joker, which are all <laughs> better, you know?
1: That's fair. fair That's fair. All right, let's talk about music. All right. Yeah, yeah Um. so we're doing the albums that uh, we, we come back to. Like I was saying earlier, Me and Hawk were just sort of talking about how we could uh do our first music episode and this is a an easy a one idea. like anything it, it it could be anything and i decided to pick a, an album that was totally different than you guys because i knew what you guys were gonna pick um before we get into each album um i want to know how you guys listen to music like how did you listen to these albums do you listen to it through earphones did you listen to a sound system do you listen to it on computer reference speakers whatever um how did you go about listening to it? did you listen to it multiple times anyway um
2: your yours I listened to on my car stereo as I was driving around working, mm-hmm. um, and then the rest I've because I haven't been working this week I've been basically just popping the headphones on turning up the volume and just laying down
3: and just enjoying. Nice, nice.
1: Uh,
3: same. <laughs> I just went around uh, the circle. uh these uh, through my airpods uh for for the most part mostly like you know trying to get something done or outside playing with the dog so i can just pop an album on and just like kind of zone out did you guys listen
1: to it it a a multiple times sorry brent i I didn't ask you that before
3: uh i listened to i
2: listened to steve's twice last night because it really that one really got me because i'd never heard of them it was the only one that, like, where I was not familiar in any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, going in with fresh ears and that, it, that was like the perfect album for me. So,
3: talk. Did you listen to it multiple times? Uh, No, I really only got around to like listening to these ones like once, like in, in any kind of full playthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: In AirPods, of all things. God damn. Um, <laughs> Dave or uh, uh, Steve?
0: So, I. You know, I have school and stuff like that. So I didn't really have a lot of time to dedicate to listening. I did listen to everything mm-hmm. except for my album because I've heard it a million times. Um, And I listened to, I think, all of Steve's in headphones mm-hmm. and basically all of Brent's because I started, I did Brent's, tw- I started Brent's over because I got through like the first two songs um, last night and then I, you know, I went to bed and then I got up. So I re-listened to them again, but I got them, uh, I did the rest of them actually on my phone, but my phone has amazing, like I wasn't listening in headphones because I was just laying back. I just had my booster on Friday. So I'm like
5: dying, mm-hmm.
0: uh, not not like Steve's dying, but, uh, but I have a very good Sony phone that has amazing speakers. Uh, they're not loud, but they're very
5: quality, Precise. I should
0: say. Yeah. yeah. So like you get everything, uh, e- surprisingly, even like just enough bass, especially I was just like lying on my bed um, and I knew it would probably sounded better than my, my wireless earbuds anyway. Uh, and then it, it basically everything else was just on here. Um, and it sounds great. Like I, I've never, I actually think my phone speakers might be better than my head, not my headphones, mm. but my earbuds.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, that's possible. Definitely. Steve. Oh, um, I, uh, so two years ago I fell down an audio file rabbit hole. I never used any of the headsets or DACs or amps that I bought. So I actually set up a DAC amp and went through four or five headphones. So I did everything portable on a DAC
1: or um, computer deck.
4: Uh, computer DACs. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I, I really enjoyed just really experiencing all the music and just delving into it.
2: And I I, I kind of started
1: DAC going through earphones or through speakers. Uh, no, everything was, uh, headphones. Okay, cool.
2: Yeah. I think uh, I think the fact that I had a candy last night too really helped with me listening
0: yes.
4: twice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had one too. That and really, if I hadn't known that just, I would really zoned me into, into it. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes with a candy is uh mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm, yeah.
4: mm-hmm. um and uh yeah I kind of like listened to I think everybody's uh probably one and a half times um just because I was trying to find the right sort of levels and everything. So uh yeah, so not, not full two times over, but I, I definitely listened to a lot of the music a couple times. So yeah, it was good.
0: Nice.
1: Nice. Um yeah, I listened to it twice. Um at least twice the album. Yep. Nice, wow. Dave, I didn't have to listen to yours twice. I've listened to that album hundreds of times. I
0: probably picked <laughs> the most
3: popular album. Yeah. I, maybe maybe yours maybe. is more
0: popular, but
3: I think I don't know.
1: To be fair. Yeah. No,
3: I think yeah, definitely Dave's is the most popular. More yeah, Dave's right? is definitely the most popular. Yeah, yeah, for sure. it, it, yeah. It was the band's first, like, big album, too. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was at that, that time,
0: it was huge. You, yeah. we'll,
1: we'll get to that when we get yeah. to that. Um, <laughs> um, I ended up listening to it on these earphones uh, one time. And then I also ran it through a DAC and on my reference speakers because I wanted to hear how it was oh, mixed nice. properly. Um, Yeah. And yeah, it was just, it's neat to hear how, um, the difference in the sound quality right based on especially the the years in between yeah. these albums there there are many years in between now mixing and all production values have changed and you can really hear that when you listen to it through good earphones or you know through good speakers um so that was that was that was a that was a fun that was a fun listen yeah 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 uh, very fun but we're going to go we're going to go in chronological and I, dave was wonderful enough to Write everything mm-hmm. down in history. Like, why don't? Oh, we... quick list. So we're gonna we're gonna have the person introduce their album, and then we're gonna they can talk about why they picked it. And, you know what? You know what? Special about it with them, and then we can talk about you know what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. Don't hurt people's feelings. You know that whole thing.
0: All right, <laughs> your band
3: sucks. I hate him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hawk, you're first. You're with uh, my bloody Valentine's love list from 1991.
3: Yeah. 1991 released in November of 1991. The recordings for it started back in February of 1989 and didn't finish until September of 1991. Um, And this was mostly due to Kevin Shields. That Uh, he was he was assigned like a lot of like engineering staff and that to help him along. Apparently, like they had to go to a couple different studios and that throughout the year and a half and that trying to get it done. Um, He would pretty much dismiss all of them and that except for one guy, uh, this uh, engineer named Alan Mulder um, and Alan Mulder was huge in the 90s and that uh, he was the one who actually helped uh, Trent Reznor and that uh, mix the Downward Spiral um, you know so you can check that out um, this album <laughs> just a little, little some little facts it went way over budget in that and they were on a minor indie label called Creation Records um, and all the talk around this album centered around the fact that they, they probably bankrupted their label that recording it they were okay though later on that because like a couple Damn. of years later they had a huge hit. they had a huge hit with oasis the they released their first two albums i believe who's oasis oasis <laughs> never heard of yeah, it yeah it brought them wonder- into it. wall but the whole the whole thing actually ended up uh, with my bloody valentine being kicked off their label by the manager alan mcgee um even despite all that Though not a commercial hit, it was a critical hit. Um, it, it got uh, so much press. Brian Eno, you know, famed producer of U2 and that, he heard the... Who? He heard the... Was, Who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> he heard the track, uh, the last track on the album, Soon, and he, he apparently publicly declared in the press and that, that this was the future of pop music. Um, sonically, this album, it remains genuinely unique. It has this wall of sound to it. It meticulously layered by this guitar noise that employed this technique that is actually credited to kevin shields as it's called the glide guitar uh it's, it's a sound he achieved by using like a fender jaguar and that tremolo bar that's on it and, uh, usually like you know the tremolo bar is something you add at the end of a little riff and that to give it a little tone and that well he perfected this technique of like constantly you know having the bark depressing up and down as he was streaming in that, which is where you get that wavering pitch sound that you're hearing throughout it. That, and he used this effect called reverse reverb on it, and Eric and I were trying to figure out how this thing works. If
1: if the wave is going backwards, it just confuses my brain it, I know
3: <laughs> it's basically like tenant basically you know it, uh, the sound which should be moving forward in time is apparently moving backwards through time which it gives it that it which gives it that weird dissonant effect uh, that on top of that I learned recently and that he was uh, one of the musicians and who helped uh, popularize this uh, thing called a whammy pedal and this is this pedal Ooh. that came out from Digitech. Uh, back in the 90s I remember that pedal (laughs) you remember that yeah I
1: remember that pedal my my guitarist in my high school band loved it and I was like I don't want you to use this as much as you do (laughs) I'm the singer I get to say these things
3: I know I mean it, the, again it's supposed to be something that adds just a little bit of effect at maybe at the end of it, it, no Kevin Shield took it and it's like okay I'm going to like just basically have the like, entire sound of my guitar coming through this this thing um, so, unlike most rock records at the time, the sampler was apparently very key in building the sound in that. Because he found that you know he could record guitar tracks and then start looping them and play over in that and and cut and edit in that in using it in a, in a more timely fashion. Um, I think that was mostly you know around the middle recording of it of the of the sessions. They had a very weird timeline. I was going through it. That the drums were the first thing they did, and then he said. Uh, guitar parts were the next thing we did. And then the bass came later. And then we took, you know, he's like, we didn't really touch them for, touch the songs for months. The lyrics, I'm, they, they I'm were came They last. didn't
1: record things together. Like they just did in layers. That's interesting.
3: Yeah. 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 It was, it was an unorthodox, it was really unorthodox, but it kind of like showed you, like, you know, like the way music was changing at that point, especially with like computer technology getting like better and better. Is um, this pre
1: digit, like, were they incorporating digital recordings at like, this moment i i, I can't think of, it's it, early 90s the,
3: so yeah still i mean might, like you know, like, take... like like sit like a computer recording technology like where you can actually get you know sound directly onto the computer i like, think mm-hmm. that wasn't really existent at that point you know computers were there at the at that point you know it's especially in the mastering process it was just like the final phase before a record goes off for release Oh, no. Um, but then again, like, you know, recording is still done in that traditional sense where it's like gets onto tape. And then, you know, if it was going to be added to a computer later in that, it, you know, had to go from like a magnetic tape, you know, mm. through, like a converter to do that. Um, where was I? <laughs> Uh, the sound, the sound right. is is really hard to define, right? It's dreamy, it's hazy, dissonant, and yet, like underneath that, are these really lovely like pop songs, you know, like really don't wouldn't seem out of place if you're done by like a Beach Boys, you know. Uh, that I I kind of make the comparison that this was Kevin Shields, uh, the you know the leader of the band. This was his pet sounds, you know. It, he went, you know, he went a little mad. There was and apparently there was a lot. <laughs> There was a lot of drug use involved with it. And this was no. like late late eighties, late eighties, late eighties, nineties England. It was all about ecstasy and marijuana. <laughs> so, you don't and, say. <laughs> all right, and that had that had a heavy influence on it. You know, if you if you can't tell. Is there anything um,
1: you would want a, me to play, like um, even a clip of,
3: uh, or do I you want me to, wait, to wait
1: until after your spiel?
3: I guess I we'll get to it at the end of it. Fair. This you know, this album, uh, like a lot of music that kinda of predated or was kinda of connected to it at the time, you know, like around like say The Cure, Jesus, Mary Chain, Cateau twins, it was it had to do more with atmosphere than it did like, you know, musicality or, you know, like you know, being like you know, being the absolute best guitar player at the at that time. It's it's a DIY approach. It came off a of post punk, you know and punk music itself, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. which was always like, you know, this middle class, you know, or poor class and that. So like kids who were basically, they didn't get, they didn't get like a lot of theory or music classes and, you know, and growing up and that, but they saw these bands and it's like, I could do this, you know, which is something I absolutely, you know, that's an aesthetic. I always kind of love. Yeah. 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 It's very punk. Um, (laughs) I've seen this band twice. Uh, after this album was released, uh, you know, they did a tour for it in 91. I never got to see them back then, you know, because like, you know, I don't know if they actually made it to Canada at that point. Um, and then, like, they got signed to Island Records. They were trying to do a follow up to this record and that the sessions apparently just fell apart. And then they ended up breaking up in 97. Oof. They reformed back in 2007 and went up, just immediately went on tour. So that was the first time I got to see them. Have you guys ever been handed out uh, earplugs by the staff of a concert venue you've gone to? Um, I actually had to do that once.
2: I feel, wow. like, uh, I feel like I CG have. The Black yeah. Emperor almost destroyed the Tivoli. Yeah. We actually had to threaten to shut their concert down because they were uh, they wanted us to hand out earplugs, and they literally were collapsing the plaster in the building, and we had to go and tell them we were going
0: to shut the power off if they didn't turn it down.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> I've brought earplugs because I went to see Nine Inch Nails in, like, 2006, and I had such a bad headache. And someone was like, it's a free ticket, David. I was like, I feel like shit. They're like, just come. Yeah, so I went yeah, and I wore earplugs the entire time. It was actually kind of fine. Yeah, I like, actually... didn't really ruin it. It was good.
1: I have uh, special earplugs that uh, reduce the volume, incoming volume, by 10 decibels. So um, they're actually meant for concerts, so... That's what I bought. Cool. But I also i've i have actually gotten um, earplugs given to me. I don't know if it was by the staff or just some random people. But when I went to SARS Stock in Toronto, there was okay. someone giving out earplugs, and I was like, okay, cool. I, I was high as a kite, so I don't I don't remember where Eric, I got it. Young, Eric. what? what? At a giant festival in
2: Toronto, um, uh, great more things to put up my nose. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah. Well,
0: what? this was this Boyce was the Bridges first time I ever. The noise, then he just
3: <laughs> eats them.
1: I did. It, I did it during ACDC. That's what I did. I was like, ooh,
3: Andycorn. chewy. <laughs> Well, this was the first time I'd ever seen it in that, and it was absolutely necessary. They managed to recreate the sound of the album, like in their show. And And I'd heard this for years, you know, like they were, you know, considered one of the loudest bands on earth, you know. Just sheer Sonic Terror. Hmm. In fact, the, they Sonic end, Terror. I love that. Well, they end off this. They end off each concert in that with this old song called "You Made Me Realize." In that, there's this piece uh, in the at uh, near the end of the song. In that, it's like just one minute of like of like strum of like ultra fast like strumming in that where it's like the feedback loop keeps developing and developing. Oh, they do. De- they well, they in the original song it would last about thirty seconds. They too for the live sh- for their live show, they extended it out to twenty minutes.
1: Oh no! A feedback loop for that yeah. long? No. Yeah. No. 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 It's, no. Yeah.
3: It yes. has. It's, it has a very interesting effect, like mentally, in that. Is for some reason your I mind it's basically called torture. <laughs> <laughs> your mind, ba- your mind, basically kind of retreats into itself with in that, and at some point you you kind of lose track of time. Like a, f- a friend of mine who was at the concert said like, yo, yeah, how, actually- yeah. Yeah. how long did they actually, how long did they actually do that for? And I said 20 yeah. minutes. And he said, if you had said five minutes, I would have believed you.
1: <laughs> oh man. I, yeah, that that's crazy.
3: So this was a good experience. <laughs> it was fantastic. They were a phenomenal.
1: I'm going to throw this out there. I'm not going to be as detailed as you are in no, my I, mine, either. <laughs>
2: mine 100% is much more of a personal connection to the album rather than, like, knowing all the details. Like, I wish I... I'm d- actually going to turn that to you, Hawk. I you feel know, like, Hawk, right you,
1: have, you have written out a better Wikipedia entry than this, anyone on Wikipedia. UK-
0: this is <laughs> when we had the Rooster Teeth guys on and Brent yeah, came in with a fucking like, now I know what, <laughs> ready to go. Now I know what
3: you all feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I was super excited to talk about this because, like, you know like growing up like with this album like a lot of my friends hated it like i i don't was know it a popular I,
1: album like it was not no
3: it was not a popular album it was among musicians and that like because you, you can name check a lot of artists from the 90s who took a lot of influence from it like, i remember radio. hearing we, the we, band
1: but i don't remember yeah, no,
2: the radio album yeah yeah like we were yeah. discussing yesterday about whether like what their connection to uh medicine was yeah as as soon as i heard the album eric i don't know if you had the same thing i immediately went to uh time baby from the crow soundtrack
1: yeah yeah no for sure that
2: it instantly that was the first thing i thought of was that song because it just sounded so familiar I i started looking i'm like I should Google, like, is, was there, like, a connection between the bands, like, a, a shared member or anything? I'm like, you know what? I'll leave it and I'll ask Hawk, because I'm sure he's got a huge letter he's written out about.
3: It <laughs> I mean, there, there was an entire subgenre of music uh, the, called shoegaze music um, or dream pop that, the, you know, My Belly Valentine was considered, like, kind of the pinnacle of it in that, but included groups like, you know, t- you know Medicine was, you know, uh, was from that, um, the, the band Lush. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys Oh, know yeah. yeah. Lush, yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, um I mentioned the Kato twins, and they were like throughout the 80s and that, they you know, they developed like kind of a very similar sound, you know, like heavy reverb and that had you know effects driven that um uh although like you know with that band like Elizabeth Fraser she had the <laughs> The, this, this amazing piercing voice and that, yeah know, Welsh band, you should check them out but uh, there's an entire uh, genre of it in that, shoegaze, it's very romanticized, um, not really it's not like an image based uh, thing uh, they got the name shoegaze in that because it's like basically it's just a bunch of emaciated kids in like really bad clothes and, <laughs> and <that. laughs> the 90s. you mean it's the early 90s? All, <laughs> but they're constantly looking down at their shoes and that and everybody said oh it's just because you know they don't know how to play that well but also because like you know with the pedals and everything involved in, in producing that sound and that they were constantly having to look down and make sure they could, you know, trigger the next pedal for the, the next song.
0: And that. So really nice,
3: like, nice. Shoegaze was born. We so should have studied shoegaze. these artists to realize
0: what people's necks were going to be like years later when we were all on our cell phones doing this. Yes.
1: Fair, fair. Um, any, are you done your spiel? <laughs>
5: next time,
3: yes.
1: Uh, any favorite songs or like one that you would want to point out that I could play a little bit of?
3: Um could try, let's see. We can only get like ten seconds, right?
1: Yeah. Ish.
3: yeah but, okay. Yeah, uh do the opening track. Like the, you know, that Only the Shallow. Opening, only shallow that first ten seconds All should right. be enough. See
0: well there you have it.
1: I will fade out now. Yeah. Yep, that, <laughs> it, that that does yeah, not that, that just kind of went in and out. that does not yeah. give it justice <laughs> to the, the wall of sound like um you, you, you talked <laughs> at about all. um when I was listening to this album, this was the first one I was like because I listened to um it in order um chronologically and I was sitting there here listening to this on my earphones was like nope, I gotta put this on speakers <laughs> just yeah. to listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been better for me. Just like the production value is so weird like we were saying that like this wall of sound happens but like everything is it's literally all together it's not like usually when you mix sounds you want to put them in oral space around you right you want the the vocals in front of your head and you want instruments around you and you want that to encompass you but this is like you're getting hit by it all at the same time even like being hawk we saying earlier off mic the vocals are are displaced like further back so that it's all with all the instruments and it gets muddled a little bit um but that's that's the sound that you want to hear in this type of band or at least in this album and that's very it's very much every single song is like that and i think that's really cool
3: oh yeah it's a it's a very consistent method throughout the entire album that and and like i love every song on this on this album um and yeah they're all they're all fuzzy they're all hazy and that you know it's like it's I was talking about this with a friend earlier, and that uh, it's one of those ones where it's like you, you listen to the lyrics, and you're gonna mi- you you are going to misread every lyric that you hear on it. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be something else.
1: Well, like I was watch, I was listening to it on Apple Music, and you can have the lyrics play
3: beside, it and I was happy because I did not understand yeah, anything I, I heard.
4: That would have been that would have been good, yeah.
3: <laughs> that and I had a weird revelation on that. I think it was the song. Um, oh God, I think it's in track number six. I'm, I'm trying to remember the name. For years, I thought that was a female lead on it, and that, and, it, and I finally saw it live in concert, and turned out it was Kevin Shields at the time. <laughs> That's awesome. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. What did other people think? Steve, Dave,
5: Brent, I, uh,
2: ahead, I enjoyed guys. it. I, like I, it was an album that, like you said, don't don't pay attention to the lyrics. Don't think it's. It really was an album where I had to just lay back, close my eyes, shut up, and listen. Because there was mm-hmm. a few tracks on that where there is no music. There's no lyrics going on. And I could have sworn. I'm like, it's my, is playing on a loop right now because I'm hearing (laughs) the same thing over and over and over again. But I couldn't stop listening to it. Like it was just, no, 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 just go with it. Just let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. Like
1: this is one of those albums where you have to sit and listen to the whole thing. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump around in it. Like this is an album that was built to do the peaks and waves. And there's a, there's a sense to the order. And you know, who knows? Like, I don't I don't think albums are like that anymore, but... Um, no, that,
2: that was... You, you weren't in on the discussion and on Facebook yesterday, like, where I was... That was, was my biggest point about the <laughs> albums. Yeah. Well, that was my biggest point about the albums that we were choosing, was that they were bringing me back to a time when, uh, like I said, music now is it's all about how many number one hits can you get on an album. Nobody cares about cohesion anymore. It's all about how many number one hits can you get. Well, al-
5: artists make albums, more...
1: Just from singles and stuff, right? It doesn't matter what they...
2: All of these albums were bringing me back to a time when I bought CDs and you didn't have streaming and you didn't have iPods. You put a CD on and you listen to it from beginning to end and it has a cohesion to it. It has a story to tell. It has a method behind it. That's lost now. Like we don't have that anymore. Like very few times. I think Churches is one of the few bands in my eyes today that still does that.
1: Yeah, Churches does. That still sure.
2: creates albums for albums,
0: not for singles. Oddly enough, right. I um, think the
1: new Metric album did that too. Like they actually metric yeah. is
0: a really good example Absolutely. for that as well. I think really yeah. talent still does. But they release an album once every like six years
5: at this point.
3: It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. true. But, but the majority of new music is dominated by basically, yeah. Who kids are recording on their iPhones and that. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like I mean, would Billie is, Eilish
0: right? She's one of the yeah. biggest stars in the world, and she did it all. Was it even Garage Band? I don't think it was Garage Band. She did all. I think it
1: was Garage Band. Was it? Oh, okay. It was. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Like I, I, I think only like, like Adele would be another album artist that does yeah. it for the.
0: Yeah. I, well and i know the, the, the new muse is coming out and i know they muse <laughs> they, they are and that's and, and that's opera. the problem is like it's album cohesion? bands
1: is
2: album <laughs> cohesion is a lost art for people getting into music nowadays like that's something it's that's something that died with our generation which is unfortunate
1: yeah. i think i think yeah. adele had a an interview a little while ago where they were talking about, well, why do not you just do this and this during your, your, your album? And, he, and she was like, I'm not recording for teenagers. I'm recording for their parents. Yeah. <laughs> like the, yeah. the whole album is for them. If they like, if the kids like it, like the one single or two singles, and maybe not the whole thing, that's cool. But I want their parents to be listening to it. Like all the way through and appreciating that.
4: Yeah. yeah. No, I think, I think that was a really good point that Brent brought up. Uh, I, I think I have less experience with music than, than most of you guys, but yeah, uh, things are different now. Like there are just fewer forms of entertainment. People respected, you know, the vinyl, the sides, you know, uh, what was going to be where, you know, and and you just sat down and you took in the entire experience. And yeah, now it's, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't want to sound cynical or anything like that, but there's a lot more of a, what do you call it? Like, um, <clears throat> immediate uh feedback immediate oh, sure. enjoyment mm. so yeah you you seize the single you seize the soundbite mm. you know and and yeah it's it's you know i mean it's a little sad but it's just a totally different time for mm. for how we embrace music so yeah but I, I i yeah i was really impressed with how all five of our selections were were just journeys from beginning to yeah. end and mm-hmm. yeah that was a, that was a nice experience like- for me
2: what I might do in the discord afterwards is like, cause I've been having all these albums playing in my head that have that feel to it, that I grew up or listening where the whole album was an experience. And I was like, I think I might just go on and make a list of all of them. And if any of you guys haven't heard them and you want to check them out, like, please do like, For sure.
1: Like, I definitely want to do this more regularly. I like listening to yeah. new albums. I like hearing things that yeah. I haven't heard. Like I hadn't heard that your album Brent ever. And I yeah. definitely will listen to it again. Um, Any other, uh, anyone else want to talk about this album? Thoughts.
0: I mean, I would love to tell you how much I didn't enjoy. it. Dude, Dude, I would love say, to know that. No, I and yeah. of course, of course. But like I, you know, I was I was to be fair, I was also working on economics homework, which is something I despise <laughs> and all the like, I have to study. Um, but I did listen to a fair amount of it like just like you know, empty with everything else. And I did hear all these things I was, said it earlier before we were on air, where it's like I hear other bands that I like that came before them. And I hear other bands that they clearly influenced, but they're in this middle ground that I do not like, um, where it feels like, you know, like we're talking about like, you know, the ebbs and flows of certain albums or even just some songs. Whereas this feels like a wave that is just slowly hitting you.
5: Hmm, like, so it's
0: just, it's like yeah. constant ear pressure, right? And it just envelops everything but because I can't pick out the parts I like, like I usually really focus on lyrics and songs and that's like the biggest thing for me is usually the lyrics. And I couldn't hear them listening to this. I just couldn't pick them out. So I'm like, okay, like, what do I, what am I getting from this? And it, the, the wall of it, just like, I just wanted to break through it and find and and, and pick up (laughs) the pieces because it, it doesn't, it, unfortunately it doesn't work for me. Mm. Um, and, and there are absolutely obscure. bands i listen to that do that and it works for me but i just this particular album just totally didn't i
5: got I, that like i, will, I
3: said yeah. i i've 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 heard criticisms from like pretty much like all my friends i'm like like you know i used to hang out with like a lot of people who were into like you know you know industrial music and like all this like, kind of like you know out, you know like i want to say not out there stuff but more you know underground and mm-hmm. that and they hated this album. And I asked this one kid, It's like, well, why don't you like the album? And he's like, the music sounds like the album cover looks. And I was like, <laughs> that's, that's actually that's very true. true. You know what you're getting into <laughs> It's like, yeah, that that's the point of it. And that uh, it, it can be difficult for people to listen to in that, because there really isn't mm-hmm. those anchors that, you know, people kind of focus on when they're listening to music lyrics yeah. or, you know, Say like you know guitar, you know some sort of guitar solo or that. Mm. I mean like it's it, it really is like a, a wave and you know, you're really kind of pawing your way through it and uh, trying to find something to latch onto. Yeah, that is. Know? I think that's my
1: one that that's my takeaway from the, or at least um the thing that I don't like the most is that I can't just be like I'll pick this song to listen to it. It's because you have to it, go through it all to get through the whole it, it, message. It
0: makes my ears feel the way I know this is going to sound weird. The way I see without my glasses where it's just blurry sure. and there's Easy. no focus. And, and it's like, mm-hmm. you're, are useless to me. It's like, if I can't <laughs> see like, like I just, I just close my eyes. Like, I, there's no point in my eyes being open. Um, I'll just close. You got to squint your ears. Yeah. yeah. Squint <laughs> your ears. The mixing is definitely hard it. for that. When Eric was like, I have ear, you know, like uh, earplugs that reduce. I'm like, do they have holes in them that dil- yeah. let some sound through? They do. But wouldn't that fuck up the waves as they come? No. Through, like.
1: I know, it's very... So you're
0: squinting your ears, is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really cool.
1: I, I Yeah, like, like you can't really distinguish anything with a wall of, like, yeah. a wall of sound like this. Yeah. And it's not like an orchestra wall of sound where you hear, you can distinguish, mm-hmm. like, different parts. Like, this is just, like, everything's all yeah. there, all at the same. So... So for people...
0: when everything is recorded on one tape at the same time, right? Because you can't have everything against the microphone. It You can feel the space in that yeah. audio. But this feels to me, it's like they recorded an instrument straight into the microphone and then they recorded the next instrument on the same tape straight into the microphone which is overlapping. So instead of, it's just total interference and total like, you know, sine waves. Would it be and, like a totally tape getting
1: broken. recorded over and over and it gets a little bit, uh, uh, huh. you got that yes. reference? That's from uh, from Paper Girls. <laughs> I'm
5: pretty sure. No one can enjoy
1: it. <laughs> Watch Paper Girls, people. Yes. Um, oh. Yeah.
4: For those who are wondering what the cover looks like, I would describe it as like a magenta malaise. It's like,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost Which, like a yeah, almost like a snails cover, like, to be yeah. honest. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah.
4: Um, so I, I have, a, I think, a, a bit of a weird, a, a slightly different experience growing up with music. Um, um, I mean, I, you know, as, as an Asian, I played piano and violin. <laughs>
1: I played classical instruments too
4: and did music theory and <laughs> Me too. and I mean I, I I got nothing out of it. I mean oh. Eric at least you you know um appreciate and and, and, and it's kept with music. Yeah, you you
2: uh, at least music... got a wife out of your guitar playing
5: yeah. <laughs> and singing. <True. laughs> and singing. Yeah. I found yeah. that video
2: on YouTube. I have it uh, saved on oh, my thank uh, you. on my list. <laughs> yeah.
4: No, I I was doing it just cuz that's the thing you do, you know. And I mean the singing that was my own thing later that was like a joke that was like karaoke stuff it had very little to do with it karaoke anyway my is point a is like my... no, no we need to so i that, guys. um my point is uh i grew up with very actually a very narrow uh, amount of music uh my family really only listened to like big band stuff and classics like classical music you know mm. and so it wasn't until like you know the 80s when people were exchanging mixtapes and then there was more cds Uh, I kind of got introduced to, like, all music all at once, right? Whereas I think most people get – they get a better progression. So uh, the reason I'm bringing all this up now is uh, I love all the albums because, to me, uh, I haven't gone through the same sort of evolution that most people do, so it's all new to me, right? And I would say that, for me, um, a Hawks album – See, I, I don't even want to call it a wall of sound like it was almost like a deconstruction of music to me like there was a certain kind of experimentation going on and so I, I totally get what David was saying because you've experienced more music than me. Well it's also, it's <laughs> so, also
0: the way because I only experience music the way it makes me feel because I don't play music I don't write music I have no musical talent so music to me is all about how it makes me feel and what it yeah, makes me, me think too. about it. that's it.
4: Yeah, that's the funniest part is like I have musical training and I I I wouldn't know how to write a song even though I it's What music is supposed to be? It's not supposed to be about analyzing and shit. It's it's
2: sure, it's poetry.
4: Yeah. It's about it's about yeah, enjoying it's and Well, that's and how it that makes was, you feel. Yeah. So that's the thing. I don't know how I don't know how uh that that album made me feel, but it, 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 I felt something anxious? and that was,
1: uh you know, this, I felt this like album I was gave me anxiety at points. You're just like, Oh, so, Oh yeah.
4: I definitely, <laughs> I definitely have been having a lot of anxiety things going on in my life recently. And I don't know that it made me anxious. It was more like, it was a, almost like a deconstruction, like a, a vibration, like a fragmentation that was sort of consistent. So it was like almost like a diffusing hmm. um of self and anyway so that's all i wanted to say Steve's is that yeah it was raised. a neat yeah like, it was it was kind of ooh, like a de- de- de-rezzing I, experience but i was never gonna pick Tron too total, <laughs> never total like it was like a consistent sort of like i don't know like even like fading isn't quite the right word but i don't know i thought it was a really neat experience and hearing like how it was part of like this you know development um and how other musicians sort of you know, uh, converged there and then moved in different directions is really interesting to me. So, yeah, so thanks for that, that album, Hawk. It was really neat for me.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, next up, if everyone is done, everyone is done, we're moving over to Brent's album, which is uh, "Talk Talk by Yes from 1994.
2: Yes, yes. Um. Yeah, I don't have the the technical knowledge of of the album. Like, I'm literally reading the Wikipedia page for that aspect of it when I get to it. But <laughs> I'm going off of like what the album means to me. So like back in like '94 '95 era, um, it, nerdy little teen, not a lot of friends, was not into music, uh, at all until there was two people in my life that were big music influences that really got me into it. One was my was my neighbor and best friend who uh, anytime we would get together, it was always hanging in his basement uh, playing cards. And he would introduce me to all kinds of like country music, David Allen Coe, John Williams or Hank Williams Jr. Certainly John Williams. Uh, and then lots of like very traditional movie, Star Wars. Yeah. And then very <laughs> traditional. Like, he, did introduce he did introduce me to Star Wars though. Okay, cool. uh, I was, that was base, the first person I ever watched Western. Um But also a lot of like classic rock and that, but like very generic stuff. So the other person is someone who I did not have a relationship with for most of my life. I still have it to this day. it's my oldest brother. Um, for anyone who doesn't know like he took off when I was very young I uh, had a lot of problems with the law um, had to be constantly moving away uh, running away from police and, and from situations he put himself in. He was just not a, not a very uh, good good role model or good person but uh, when I was about 14 or 15 he came back to town uh because he had his kids now and he wanted them to have a relationship with the rest of the family so he moved back home and he wanted to kind of rekindle with me so a lot of it was hey come on down for the weekend come spend the weekend with me you know like come hang out with the kids mostly what it was was when i get there it's it's hey come down to the basement with me um smoke this you'll like this (laughs) so he introduced that aspect to my life as well Um, but also he was like, so what kind of music do you listen to? And I would explain like, you know, Oh, you know, my buddy gets me into like the doors and, and Tom Petty. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I'm going to really teach you. So he would go through a whole catalog of all of like the classic music that like, you know, I think these are bands that you need to pay attention to. These are bands that I think you will like. And he was right. Like he introduced me to Frank Zappa who became like a god of mine. Uh, he introduced me to, early, like, Chicago and Boston, and um, the biggest one was Yes. He introduced me to Yes. Specifically, this album that we're talking about today, which was Talk, and he had the original LP of it, and he had this insane sound system in the most ghetto-ass basement you've ever seen. It looked like a lobby (laughs) after 9-11. Like, it was just, like, his basement was destroyed, but he had such a pristine sound system down there. It was insane. And he would crank the shit out of it. And you would just sit there, get high, and just let the music envelop you. And this album is the first one that ever really got to me. So much so, and he knew that, that a couple years later, when Yes came to town to perform, he got a couple tickets and took me. And it was my very first concert ever going to, was to see Yes. Um, Uh, Did they play songs from this album? They did. Mm -hmm. They did. Cause it was ninety seven that we went. Uh so this was not the most recent album. Uh Keys to Ascension had just come out. It was the Keys to Ascension tour, which was kind of like their it was more of a best of uh tour that they were doing, but they did have a couple songs that they played off of this one. Um so that just became like it was it was the quintessential music experience for me. Like it was the first band I fell in love with, it was the first band I went to go see in concert. It was like the one connection that me and my brother had. Cause uh to I haven't seen him in six or seven years now. I've seen him maybe three times and since then. Like in the past 20 years, I've seen him uh, four or five times. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know if he's alive right now, to be perfectly honest, but I at least have this memory that he brought me, uh, was going to see them. So, but, and for those also, um I'm going to mention the name of the person who wrote the album and it's going to click real quick. uh Why I have the internet name that I have, because this album was released uh, March 21st in 1994 and was written by their featured guitarist at the time, Trevor Rabin.
5: Mm. So that is where my
2: name comes from, is from this guy. Damn. I love the band. Um. I love this album. He left the band after this album uh, was released to go off and do orchestrating music. So now he does like a lot of like orchestral music for a lot of big films. Like he did Deep Blue Sea, Enemy of the State. Um, I think he did Armageddon. No, 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 no. That was uh, Hans Zimmer, I think, in Armageddon. He's done a bunch of like really, really big ones. Some really, really good music, too. Um, so he was tasked with writing this album. And one of the big situations going on in the band at the time was that their lead singer, John Anderson, who had been with them for most of the band's time, had left following the previous tour. Basically quit the band, had enough, didn't want to deal with it anymore. One of the issues was they weren't including him in the creative process enough. They were just giving him songs and saying, here, do this. Mm-hmm. So... Trevor wanted him back in on this because he loved the collaborations with him. And he wanted to and he specifically said, come back for this album. You and I together locked in a hotel room for two weeks. Let's do this. And the two of them That's sat cool. down and wrote everything out together. They came up, he came up with all the guitar rhythms. Anderson came up with the lyrics. They shared a lot of the process along the way. And then they brought it to the rest of the band and also said, we want to try also something new. This album is one of the very first albums in existence to be recorded entirely digitally.
3: Oh, shit! Yes. Yeah. Um, It was
2: something that the band was not prepared for. They were enthusiastic about it at first, then they hated the shit out of it, and then they've gone on record now saying that afterwards they, they think it was the best decision to make. So... And this was like, I didn't even know this back and Hawk brought it up to me last night. So I don't know if you have any more information on that than I do.
3: Yeah, like I said, I'm going off the wiki in that because I was, uh, you know, I once I started listening to it, I just, you know, started to look up the wiki in that because, you know, like really with Yes, I have two experiences with Yes. Um, one, they really traumatized me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I think, I don't know, if, I don't know. If, well, who's old enough here? Probably nobody. Anyways, well, I think when I was about eight years old, uh, the video for "Lonely of Owner of a Lonely Heart" was released, and oh, okay, it... I was uh, around then. I'm not old enough to remember, but. I remember yeah. that video.
1: I, I've seen it's, it. I remember
2: the video,
3: that but not video, I don't have to remember That video launch. scared the shit out of me. In that, you know, like the guy rubbing it. You know, the I think there was like these worm grubs in that. He was rubbing it in his face, and that at some point, you know, it's like he, you know, you knew he was being hunted, and like you know, people were trying to kill him throughout. Hey the man,
0: earth. we grew up with um, Bush. What was that song? It's not glycerin. It's the other one. That one's pretty fucking brutal. Uh, listerine M- mouth. Oh, which one? Is it list?
5: Mouth no, is no, one I of the
1: to... songs that I don't know. I don't remember the music video.
0: It's not Mouth. My... Anyway, Har- was, Harcroft says it's Greedy Fly or Swallowed. Sw-
5: swallowed. 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 swallowed.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've we all been traumatized by music. You
5: mean to.
3: Bush X? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were Bush X at the time. Oh, <laughs> this one creeped the shit out of me when I was a kid. It's like, oh, if it came on, like, you know, on a... Uh, much music in that I had I, like, I, like, no. uh, turning, the I had to turn the TV off. Great song, <laughs> also written by yep. Trevor Raven. So, anyways, I started to uh, do a wiki on this uh, this album and found out that yeah, like, this was one of the first ones that where the band basically. They eschewed, uh magnetic tape or even digital audio tape, and that so everything was recorded straight to the computer to a hard drive. To a
1: hard drive. Oh shit! I thought they would have yeah. went to digital tape.
3: No, it was unheard of at the time, and that and it's like I, I don't think it, you know really the technology was really there for it at the time. They had to. I don't know they how they would have like they stored all that. Yeah, they networked for Apple Macintosh computers to so <laughs> <All> the recording. <Macintoshes laughs> oh, the Macs back then too. All the drives were externals. Um, I sense. don't even know what they would have looked Amazing. like at that point. Um, I think I, I read that at the end of it, there was like 34 gigs in in its unedited form. There was about 34 gigs in studio. That's engine. a lot. Oh. I can't <laughs> even imagine how many hard drives that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. It was.
1: Uh, what, but, yeah. this was 94. I remember. Well, it 90,
3: like it was like '93. They
2: recorded it. I yeah.
1: remember downloading a one megabyte, um, like. For mp3 of setting sun in like 97 or something like that and it mm-hmm. took me forever so i can <laughs> and it took up like a bunch of my hard drive space that one megabyte <laughs> so i could only imagine like, like
3: fuck so you know it was it but really like you know this was the future you know and they were they were just way ahead of their time on it um you know especially like like not doing anything with tape and that, you know, and embracing like nonlinear editing. I I Um, wonder. That's one of the things I always
2: loved about the band is that's what they were. They were like, that's why they were prog rock. They were all about like progressing the industry. They're all about trying new things. The best of the best. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I wonder how the masters have survived. Like, I, I don't, well, you I said you even. had
2: the you had you found like the remastered copy or something, yeah. like a, a new
3: copy of the LP, oh, the vinyl,
1: yeah. So yeah, so
3: they've got to be sitting around somewhere, maybe. I mean, they would have eventually made their way to like a, a yeah. tape format at the end of it and that, but like for the process, for the actual recording process, you know, it was unheard of at the time, and yeah. it was really looked down upon in that, especially like with the with the crowd like yes would come from, like you know, rock musicians from the seventies where it was all like analog and tube gear and, you know, tube gear was, like, a huge expression in the 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah. The <laughs> well, they're British, aren't they? So, wouldn't it be tube gear? Tube gear. Tube, right? Tube. They don't have
0: T's over there. They have CH's. Nope. Tube. Yeah. But this, like, tube. what I loved was this This was the,
2: like, the, the era of, like, the renaissance for a lot of, like, those old rock bands and stuff. Because this, another album that I would have put on my list uh, that came out around this time was uh, Promises by Def Leppard. Like that was that their brand new album that was like so radically different from everything they had done before, and I think it owed a lot to this album. Like,
1: is there any uh, is there a track on here you would like me to play a little bit uh, of? I mean, like
2: I I've, I've explained that like I think "Endless Dream," the final the final song, it's it's thirteen minutes long. Um, I would <laughs> recommend to anyone out there.
1: My track says 15 minutes and 44 yeah. seconds.
2: It's, it's technically broken into three songs. I listen to all three, but I'd recommend to anyone out there, um, I pop a candy, turn the lights down and listen to that song. And it's entirely at full volume. It is a, a mesmerizing experience. That was but the I think, one I liked
0: the best.
3: Yeah.
2: I think the song that, uh, as much as I like the calling, the first song, the best on the album, I think the one that exemplifies how the album came together the collaboration between Raven and Anderson is I would put on uh track number two, I am waiting. Okay. Because that is the one that really exemplifies his Raven's guitar licks and really showcases Anderson's vocals.
1: And here's I Am Waiting.
0: I am stuttering. Yeah, but the podcast the the stream man oh, okay.
1: And I fight it out so we don't get a copy strike, but uh, yeah, no, this album is phenomenal. Like, um, I was saying to to Brent here, the the reason why I got into Yes was actually really late. It was my first year of university, and I was um, I had my oral skills class, which is where you do, you know, listening skills and all of that. I stuff. thought
0: that was something totally different.
1: A <laughs> U for oral. Again. How do you think I got my wife? Oh.
0: <laughs> um
1: and my TA was like, because I, I went to school for vocal music, but I um but I also had like my grade aid in classical guitar. And uh my TA was a classical guitarist and he was like, You play guitar and you like uh you like good guitar music? Here and he took my tape that we recorded all our um lessons and all our practice stuff on and he recorded Yes songs on the opposite on the opposite side. This was cassette tapes when we had the recording first in first year. And the first song I heard was Roundabout by Yes. And I it totally just like I was hooked. As soon as I heard that, I was like, fuck. This is amazing. Like every single person was like the top. Like the, the bass playing, the the organ playing, the guitar, drums singing. Um whenever I think of bands like yes, like prog rock bands, um, the vocals usually stand out because you don't hear harmonies like that anymore. Um, yeah. And you can, like, like you, you listen to someone like Paul McCartney talk about bands yeah. nowadays, and he's like, you know what, there, there are some bands I like, but most of the bands don't do harmonies. And I think the last band, he was like, you know, I really like that band, Bare Naked Ladies. They do really top-notch harmonies. And honestly, I can't think of a more recent band that does four-part harmony.
2: It's of uh... One of those movies that, like, was long one of my favorites and i just kind of forgot about and recently put back on again was almost famous i love that movie and right at the beginning of that movie when the sister leaves and hands off the albums and it's him listening to yes is america and just the feeling that the motion going through that scene is like it just brings me back to the first time i heard them and it's like oh my god it's like every song of theirs that i ever loved is such an experience yeah, it's a
4: really good way of uh, describing it. <clears throat> um I, I only I can comment again, this is sort of my initiation into a lot of things, but I actually had uh a yes album, so I didn't Sorry, know about them. Before uh, before
1: that, um America's oh. by si- uh Simon and Garfunkel. The the song they had for they, yes. oh, they
2: did a so I'm thinking of their they did a cover of it though for the Keys to Ascension album.
1: Uh, but for almost famous it was I've seen all good people yes. your move on uh
2: that, I love that song. Yeah.
1: Sorry, sorry Steve, I'm yeah,
2: uh, I'm confused by the fact they did do a cover of America for the mm-hmm. Keys to Extension album. So every time I hear that song, I think of their version. so
1: <laughs>
4: um, but my my relationship started in, a, in an amusing way. Um, <clears throat> uh, the album I bought was uh, uh, the the latter. um but the reason was because uh, the the main song um, was the theme song for Homeworld, which at the time, the video game, Homeworld uh which was a space real-time strategy game and uh i i was just really impressed with the sound i'd never heard anything like that before at that time and uh and so i actually went out and 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 looked for uh the album after that anyway it's just i used to watch the trailers for games like over and over and over again and and it just it yeah i mean yes sound mm-hmm. with a a video game i mean was a really unique marketing uh for me anyway, I still remember it. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So that was great. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I had a candy and, uh, and that was perfect <laughs> for yes. And it was just uh smooth from beginning to end. That's all I have to say. It's, it's wonderful. So again, thank you for... this,
1: this album, like, like Hawks, like you have to listen to the whole thing because yeah, it really tells a story. It's phenomenal. Yep. Dave, sure. any thoughts? I was
0: like, I was like half awake listening to this one, which was, which is fine. Um, I was lying in bed and I, there, like the first time I was like, eh, it's pretty good. And like, I didn't have like a huge, like I couldn't have told you a yes song before. Like I've heard plenty of yes songs. Don't get me wrong, but I, it was never a band I could like identify. Right. And I, I'll be honest, still couldn't.
1: <laughs>
0: Cause it's not a sound that really, it's not that I don't like their songs. They just, they're more background to me than, um, I don't have that same connection. And there's not a lot of stuff from like the like Other than like Alan Parsons, that this this kind of thing would really stick to me. So but I did enjoy it. There were there was one track that I even said, I was like, I I don't really like like it doesn't this is definitely my I said my least favorite. It's not that I didn't like it. You know, I didn't mislike it. It's fine, it's a fine song, but um, just compared to everything else on the album, it was like it felt weak. And it's as you're supposed to be cresting that hill, and I was I feel like that really took something out of it. But I I think it's like a misdirect. Because when you get to the end, I was like, oh, fuck, this fucking rocks. Like, this is this <laughs> a fuck. Yeah, they do that a this lot. lot that la- like, this last, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, this is exactly what I like about prog
5: rock <laughs> yeah. right
0: here. Where I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I'd probably listen, I may not listen to the whole album again, but I'd certainly, like, one or two songs I would certainly go over again. Um, but I, it's one of those things where it's like, there's so much to prog rock. And if this is the kind of stuff you guys like, not just you guys, but like this is what Matt Colville does on his Twitch sometimes. He'll deep dive. He did Jethro Tull, which is not a prog rock band, but he did Genesis. He did like Rung, three Rung, fucking man. weeks of Genesis. Um, yeah, that,
1: that, yeah, yeah, yeah they're pretty important yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> terms of prog rock. Yeah,
0: they're kind of a big deal, but I'm sure, like, I wouldn't doubt that if he would eventually because I'm sure he's talked about yes a little bit. Now, of course, none of this stuff gets saved either. It's all like a live stream. He'll mm. play the song, he'll talk about it. Um, so like this is. This felt in that, that genre, well, of course, it's in that genre, but this felt to me like along the kind of thing. I was like, oh, I really hope Colville does a, a thing about this because I'd really enjoy that.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, sure. And
3: you do- know, the weird, the weird thing is is that in 94, I would never listen to this album. That. It was just mm-hmm. like, it, you know, this kind of music was just like so away I- from my wheelhouse at the time. If I was if I was five years younger or
2: five years older at the time, this album would have completely escaped my radar, but I was at such an influential age musically and had those people in my life at the time that were there to influence me into their like into their styles and that, so But I yeah. thank them for it because that's why I grew up in the nineties on Beastie Boys and Yes and Tom Petty instead of growing up on Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and shit. Like <laughs>
1: You know? yeah no, it, All great. it was a real yeah.
4: experience and yeah and I actually had no idea they had so many albums that was another thing too like mm-hmm. I just had the one album from when I was growing up and I never really looked into it right I mean it just you know just never kind of came up and now like I'm like holy crap so many albums these guys it's like nonstop. like actually how many are there do you do oh, you happen to know I go back know. they
3: go back to what 68 yeah 68
4: yeah and just very consistent so anyway, I'm just I'm just amazed. And and yeah, I yeah, like everyone else has mentioned, the harmonies are just 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 something else.
1: Mike, um, out of all the albums we listened to, I was saying this off mic, my baby, who's a year old, loves this album out of all of them. She was just like bopping and like she
0: didn't danced. like my
1: pick. <laughs> she was sitting there. She, you know what? What's funny is that she wasn't dancing to Queens of the Stone Age, but yeah. she was rocking her head. Which he has yes. just started doing the past couple days, <laughs> yeah. which I think is great.
2: They have yeah. released 22 studio albums, and they have had over
0: 19 members over the years. Jesus. Wow. I, feel like we, I feel like we picked such different... I know Eric's yeah. really on purpose, but like, you know, Hawks is like, if you're in an altered state of mind, you might scare yourself to death.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rents
0: is like, you're going to have a great time. You're, you're
5: just going to chill out you're gonna right fly. Yourself. You're gonna That's big Lebowski right. it over everything. And like, like.
0: mind, if you're an altered state of mind, it if it's alcohol, someone's gonna get hurt.
1: Speaking <laughs> of your pick, what is it, Dave? You're next.
0: Uh, so you know, in the way, the way back in 2002, 20 <laughs> was, years ago. Oh god, <laughs> I,
3: can't uh, believe I remember years 2002. 2002. Oh, oh my
0: god. Uh yeah, in in uh, late August, Queens of the Stone Age dropped their third album, "Songs for the Deaf." I was a 14, 15 year old boy at the time. And you know, that's when you're discovering music, right? Like I'd listen to whatever was playing at home all the time. Harcroft uh, played plenty of music for me. He, a lot of Queens of the stone age, tragically hip. That's why I like that stuff. That's why I like alternative. My other brother, he listened to some terrible stuff, (laughs) but I won't get into it. Just doesn't hit me the same way. Um, but, you know, I'd come home every day and I'd watch, you know, put on the TV and a lot of the time I would flip through. I had a pretty set schedule where I would, at 2 o'clock there was comedy at Club 54 on the comedy network. And then at 2.30 was just for laughs. Or 3 o'clock was just, when I would usually watch those, like finish one and then watch the other. I don't know if you guys know. I like comedy. I like making jokes. Um, but I would always flip, end up flipping to much music because there was like only certain channels that were worth watching at the time. And oh, like God, I was
2: getting when they showed music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so oh, and, I would, and
0: I and I was at the age where I was like, I was looking for music mm-hmm. and the I didn't uh, I probably had a computer. So I was downloading stuff, but you couldn't find music on the Internet the same way back then. Yeah. Like you can't like there was obviously no streaming services. Napster probably existed. I Napster was Napster. dead at this point. Yeah, Napster. Really? Yeah. In 2002? Wow. This was LimeWire. Wow. Like, wow. Metallica I mean, had I, already sued I, him. I might have been on Kazaa. Kazaa
1: was also big in this year.
0: But <laughs> I, I saw this music video, and I would go home to watch it, like, every day. I remember, like, at the same time. Um, and I knew about the Foo Fighters, who yeah. I loved. My Hero is still one of my favorite songs of all time. I love, that, I love that album. Love that song. And I'm watching, you know, I just caught the, I remember just catching the end. Of this video, and I see Dave Grohl, and I go, "Oh, there's a new Foo Fighters! Oh my god! Oh shit!" But he's on the drums. And then, <laughs> but, well, yeah. Well, that didn't. I didn't fucking register that. You like <laughs> see him. So, you know, the next day I get home, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And I listened to the Edge as well at the time, so I never made. The, I was probably already hearing the song, but I hadn't seen yeah. the video because I would I would wake up and listen to Humble and Fred every morning,
1: like ones does. Nice. Good times.
0: Yeah. Good, good yeah. times. Yeah. Um. So finally, or Jesse kept, and Gene. Was it, that was that was the show. Wasn't shit it going the on. Dean
1: Blundell show at that point?
0: After. No, no, was that this, after? Oh, definitely. Yeah.
1: Shit, I can't remember.
0: Yeah. I he, he um uh whatever his name is it might have still been Danger Boy at this point as well. Oh. God.
3: Can I can I just ask a quick question? Yeah. Yeah. Were you
0: at all aware of Nirvana at that point oh, Of course. Of, okay. Yeah, yeah. Harcroft owned a copy of Nevermind. Yeah. Okay. I loved Nirvana. Good. All right. Good. Um And, but Dave Grohl being in Nirvana didn't register me because I never cared. I still don't really care about who's in a band usually. Mm -hmm. Um, But this song was like, okay, this is one of my favorite bands. And still is to this day. I've seen Mm -hmm. Queens of the Stone Age uh, twice at least, maybe three times now. Um, And this, like, so so the song that I'm sure everybody already knows is No One Knows What I'm Here For Songs. It fucks so hard it's like it's just <laughs> such a perfect rock song. I mean, yeah. it's like like quintessential rock song Queens of the Stone Age has become a quintessential rock band um because at this point, they were only a band that like other rock bands liked. like they weren't popular yet. This is when they became popular they
1: would i w- I'm pretty sure because I'd seen Foo Fighters, I think mm. a couple years before this of and Stone Age they had opened for Foo yeah, Fighters. yeah that's how I knew yeah. them is because they opened for Foo Fighters, like this band is so fucking good.
0: Josh Hame, the lead singer, uh, he'd been in Caius with a bunch of the, some of the other band members, like Nick Olivieri, who left after this. And people to this day don't listen to the Queens of the Stone. He's like, Nick's not Nick's not on it anymore. Oh, ah. but like some of Nick's songs are great, like Million. I love Millionaire, and that's that's one of the songs he sings. That's like the screaming part because I would never really experienced that. I never listened to like heavy metal, like screamo wasn't a thing yet, right? Like Alexis on Fire, I would have been introduced to you like two years later, and that's a totally different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, finally I got my hands on a digital version of this album, which was not easy actually at the time because a lot of digital copies, they had protections in them. Yeah. It's um, overly
4: convoluted.
0: <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Because I didn't have a job. I didn't have money to go you know, buy buy a copy. Um, and eventually I just went back and listened to all Queens of Stone Age, but this album I probably listened to on repeat again and again and again and again. I don't know how many times. And yeah. there's not a yeah. song on here that I don't love. And that I probably, if, if I heard like a two bars of it, I could probably like tell you every lyric. Nice. Um, it's yeah. This was like this, this, this song, this band was like so formational for me. Um. Yeah. And yeah, to this day, Queens, like my top three bands are like Muse, Depeche Mode and, Queens of the Stone Age. God, so.
3: I
1: love
0: Muse so much. Yeah. Oh, they're they're all—I yeah, mean, they're I all fantastic bands. Yeah, they're and all the fantastic.
3: In a weird way, this is like your Nevermind, you know? Like... Yeah,
0: right. Because Nevermind came out when I was like six.
3: Yeah, so you would uh, never have connected to it. And that, no, you, know, you no. just weren't
0: the right age. But I do remember being like, but I, that's the thing—is I knew Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters, but <laughs> but not Nirvana. <laughs> it's it's a funny thing. Um, but yeah, and I remember the music video was like kind of trippy because it's like there's this weird deer whatever and you know these guys are all on drugs like josh Homme's, for the long huge into you know whatever probably still is i don't know
3: um <laughs> i don't know Surprise. <laughs> like now he's probably the biggest thing he indulges in is a cup of coffee i think you know? he still drinks heavily actually
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I, I he's I a big party guy but he's now friends with like so many people in the industry like their their second last album they had elton john Oh shit. Like that's such a weird random yeah, Elton yeah, John on on Fairweather Friends. To be fair, he's
1: uh, Elton John is good friends with Dave Grohl too, which
0: <laughs> I weird. mean, yeah. There's Josh Homme whatever. Josh Homme did has done so much awesome work over the time. He's, you know, the best Arctic Monkeys album in my opinion he produced. Um
5: mm-hmm.
0: but I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about this album. I don't even. I don't know if anything
3: hit number one. I don't really care. It's just oh, like this. It, this no yeah. one knows. That, no that, one knows. Was it, it was all over the place on radio. This, Much music in that. Like that video was played like Yale. You know, like you said. Like it was every day. You go home and watch it. That. That's yeah, how popular yeah. this thing was. I that.
0: don't. They had three singles. And I don't think the third one. Did, I'm trying to find it actually. Uh, I mean, go
3: with the flow was after right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Go with the flow was big, but then it was first at Giveth. and I don't think anybody like it's probably uh-huh. the weakest song on the album actually, because um, it's not that. Yeah, I don't know. It it's, it doesn't rock as hard as like "Go with the Flow." is actually a very like quintessential rock song.
1: Is uh, there is there a favorite on here for you? Favorite song? I know what mine is.
0: Oh, it's No One Knows, without question. Fair,
1: Mine's Millionaire. I sing
0: that from yeah. from beginning
2: to end. I, uh, I, I to, 2002, I think this was around the era when I was, I was starting to develop my own musical taste where it wasn't other people influencing me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these were the bands that I was into at the time. Like, this was the music I was discovering, was finding out, like, about Faith No More and Everclear and Queens of the Stone Age and Foo Fighters and... Oh, man, like, Everclear. Oh, my God. When No One Knows came out. Like, that was the same time, too, when, like... Rewritable CDs started coming
4: out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's, that's me bugging changed. my
2: buddy, who was the only person I knew that had a fucking recordable disc drive. Going, I need you to make me a mixtape. And no one knows was track number. I think number four on nice. on that mixtape of like all the songs I could possibly put on it. That was one of the first ones.
1: When I when I burnt the CD before I bought it, I did buy it eventually. Um I burnt
0: I have, I have a copy now.
5: Yeah.
1: I burnt it on a black CD and I was like, this oh. this is so fucking cool.
5: That's like, this, so sexy. This, this, this,
1: this fits this this the style and everything. Yeah. Oh man. That was uh, like um I remember hearing this album for the first time. Like I was living with um a bunch of my you know, my roommates at the time and we all had our band set up in the basement, and as soon as we heard this album, we we're like, we have to learn all of these songs. We were terrible, but it was a lot of fun to play.
2: <laughs> yes yeah, awesome. um, E-Sparrow, who was in the chat earlier, yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is a buddy of mine who just started streaming under the name Macro Drums uh, last week. Yeah, so yeah. he gets on, does drum sessions and that. So while Dave was posting in the Discord, I saw, was, oh, he's online. Let me just jump over real quick. And I'm like, hey, you know, no one knows Queens of Stone Age. He's like... I love that song. Could you play it? yeah. yeah. Okay. So you just started going to town on it, and I'm like immediately over there like, hey, Dave, come on over, check it out.
1: Nice. (laughs) And I
2: did. And it was good.
3: (laughs) I
1: wonder if, wasn't this... That song was it? Was it not in Rock Band or one of those songs? I remember playing yeah, but, it. it uh, if, if not
3: that, yeah. if not this one, then I'll definitely go with the flow in that because I think I got Go with uh, the flow in Little Sister, but Little Sister's not on this album. Little Sister no no one that was, it was the was third in Rock one.
0: Band.
2: I know it was in Rock Band too because it's the only one I had and I remember distinctly playing it. Oh man. Unless it was like one that I downloaded separately.
1: This was so ingrained band in, band in that era for me. Like yeah. the. the early 2000s to the late oh man it was such a good album. Steve you keep on shaking your head I'm very confused. I, no
4: I I'm, I'm just I'm it's amazing I'm so utterly clueless when it comes to music. Like when you know you guys are all no like tracking of the- stone age. <laughs> I mean I mean I can identify, you know, certain things in fiction, uh, animation, movies, television shows that like influenced me but I I I was such a luddite when it came to music. I just had nothing. So I I have to admit, I didn't know this band. Um, I do, I did recognize some of the sound, like these songs that you're talking about that were famous. I did hear them, but I actually had no idea about this band, and so it was really cool to like make that connection, you know. But yeah, honestly, like I, I know nothing. Actually, for for other luddites out there who know nothing about music, um, so yes, is considered a uh, prog rock. What is um? uh what are the other two albums that we've covered considered like categorically Uh,
0: i don't like alternative it's just alternative
4: alternative. i I know it's broad i know it can be very broad
3: right yeah yeah. just for myself
2: like hawks i would almost call like late school punk
3: no it was way if anything it would be in the in the very generic post-punk category in that okay Um,
1: post punk, pre grunge. Yeah, yeah
4: like, like I, I get i get promo, that there's a like... lot of sounds yeah, but yeah. i mean just for me like i i have no idea right like so
0: queens yeah. Anyways, is i loved sometimes it. considered stoner or desert rock but that was really more of a, a holdover from Caius an earlier band mm-hmm. um sometimes they have that like this song has a song called mosquito song or this album has a song called mosquito song, yeah. which is very much in that in line with that but or like god is in the radio is very like stoner rock but like no one knows is it is more hard rock than
5: Yeah, hard rock
1: alternative. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. It's a, yeah, this album, man. I would say, unlike the other albums, this album is like completely overt and they're literally taking you on a journey because it, you literally, it's you are getting in a car, turning on your radio and driving down in the desert. Like that's, that's their thing. Um, and there's like, there's ads and stuff as they switch songs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just there's something spe- like you just sit there, close your eyes and you can just I don't. Need yeah, drugs. the narrative Other People do drugs, but I don't.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, it that was that was the fun thing about it. Because, yeah, it was obviously it had like a very album again, like con- construction where, yeah, there yeah. was a whole premise and there was a whole sort of like journey that was a little bit more spelled out because mm-hmm. of the radio station element to it. So, yeah, that was fun. Uh, So yeah, I enjoyed that.
0: They've always been very meta, and they've always intentionally, they've never hidden that. They've always, like, you know, they're very outspoken about how meta their shit is. And this album really, like, pushed that to another level.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and yet it wasn't, like, you know, it didn't overstay its welcome. You know, like, it was very genuine, and, like, it's sort Mm -hmm. of, like, fun. So, yeah, so I did enjoy that element of it.
3: He... Oh, I just re- I just remembered uh, the Mark Lanigan actually who, mm-hmm. uh, he passed away this year and he was like He was on I, this I, album. I, yeah, he was on this album. How how big a contributor was he over the years now with uh them? Like was he uh, I think occasional... he was actually
0: only on this album. Okay. Um Queen's of the Stone Age is known has has been known for a long time to have a rotating roster. Like I said like Nick Olivieri, this was their third album he left after or he was kicked out more or less after this one. Dave Grohl had wanted to play with them previously, mm-hmm. and Dave Grohl was on their, I think, their last album uh, in this one. I don't think he was on Air of Algaris. Um, but they've always, yeah. And like, Elaine Al- Johannes, this was his first one on here, and then he's basically been with the band ever since. Like, when I see them live, Elaine Johannes has been there every time, but he wasn't on like the first, like, as like a main player for like the first four or five albums. Um, but I think Lannigan was only on this one because when they started to write it, Lanigan, like he just toured like Johannes or sorry, um, Josh Hama had just come off a tour with, with Mark Lanigan. I don't know what it like. I, I just, I think he's likable to people. He is a big, like kind of goofball, even though he's very serious about music, but he just, he's he so easily just brings in other people to contribute. Mm. Um, Cause every album always has like, well, at least after this one, especially like has new people trying out different things. No, like it's funny because
1: it's like broken social scene
0: yeah like josh Hame is has, after this josh Shama is basically the only lead singer this they tried three different lead singers um which is why some of these songs don't get performed anymore because nick olivieri would like would scream and josh Hame doesn't do that and they just don't play the songs
5: because
0: mm. uh, i don't think anybody can really emulate it the same way no. um but just yeah they, they, like you know, that's how we get them Crooked Vultures because you've got Dave Grohl on drums and you got fucking John Paul Jones on bass.
5: Like,
1: yeah. This, just, Queens of Stone Age, like, when I when I think of prog rock and I think of how each person in the in a prog rock band is at, like, the mastery level of their instrument, I think of that as, like, what Queens is like because that's every... Who they
0: pick to be. The yeah, because they keep on picking,
1: like, the best of the best. Like, yeah. as soon as they brought Dave Grohl in, I was like, holy shit, this band is just going to Fucking yeah, ex-
0: it's another level.
1: Ah man. I've seen them once with Dave Grohl and it was amazing.
5: It was and amazing. I, I, I,
0: I like their first two albums too, which have nothing to do with that, but this this one just like they hit a special stride and they just although I think Era Volgaris might not be that good compared yeah. to their discography, but the last two have been amazing. Just fucking
1: hilarious. It's still a good album. I still like it.
0: It's good, but it doesn't It's not as good as
1: this album, but this album's hard to (laughs) beat.
0: There's this. uh, There's songs for the deaf and rated R, just, like, Mm. real special. And the last two, I think. Villains and uh, uh, Light Clockwork. Like Clockwork is really amazing because Josh Hame literally died. Like, he was dead for, Mm -hmm. like, a couple of minutes on an operating table, and they brought him back to life, and he wasn't supposed to sing for a couple years.
1: But he does Um, because he's...
0: Crazy. He's he's a badass motherfucker. <laughs> Speaking
1: of, let's play a little bit of No One Knows because oh, so good. we might as well. Oh, I would just keep playing that song because I love that song so much.
0: The lyrics for "No One Knows" are, are phenomenal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh man, like that was such a good pick. I really did enjoy listening to this album because <laughs> it's been a little while since I've listened to it last. Um, but any final thoughts, anyone, before I go on to my album, my album, which I picked because I wa- I knew you guys were gonna pick rock. Um, after everything we had talked about previously. Most of us are mainly rock people like like that's our forefront. I, I think mine would move into synth pop more recently just because of churches and bands like that. Um, but I decided to do a complete left turn and do a, you know, a rap album, an R&B rap um, by Logic. Uh, and it's his 2017 album, Everybody. This is sort of a concept album for him. Um, uh, Logic has. Oh, shit. We lost Brent. No, uh, he's gone forever hold on let me let me see
0: what i can really do dark. on the stream do- uh, according to harcroft uh my my mp3 player from when i was in grades like like grade eight uh still has that song on it <laughs> which and that can only hold like eight songs wait what, what mp3
1: player did you have it was, back a, it in- was a
0: diamond Rio. It was the first mp3 player
1: Oh shit. I had um wow. I forget what I had, but it was this little red thing. And I was like, I'm not getting an iPod, I'm gonna get an MP three player. I can put whatever I want and I can record shit on it. I don't know where the you know anything like, is for what, that.
0: What year would that have been? That was two thousand, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We can't hear you, Brent. Hello, no, no. <laughs> it's just That's not good. Oh it's no, come back. Film. It's a silent film.
1: Wait, does he have No, we got nothing, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh is ah! That a swear. Yeah, it was a
1: swear for sure. He's he's coming back, I think. I... Curse you, Richards. Yeah, yeah. Currently I'm Brent and Dave is Dave. Steve is Steve. Hawk is Hawk. Cool. I'm just gonna keep talking. Um so I picked uh, twenty seventeen, uh, the album by Logic. Logic actually um he does this weird thing where he rotates album his uh artist name for for his albums yeah he does um fuck what were they called
3: well i remember he was called psychologic
1: um he also does this uh oh my god why can't i remember um i'm not as prepared bobby tarantino is what he, he also does he does bobby tarantino albums every so often um but this is logic um logics everybody I don't know how I got into this album, but I I, I randomly got into it in like twenty seventeen and it was just something I would listen to on the subway or you know, just driving into Toronto or taking the train into Toronto and it was sort of one of those albums I just listened to and just chill out to mm-hmm. as I was There we go. Yeah we, Sorry, there we, we go. As I would as I would travel. And it's it's this concept album that he based off of a Matt Weir. Matt Weir? that weird novel called, uh, Andy Weir, sorry, Andy Weir who did the Martian, uh, a short story called the egg, which is this man who's trying to come to terms with dying. Like he talks to, you know, he, he tries to figure out things going on and he took this idea and he made this album, everybody. And he cast God, um, <laughs> with Neil deGrasse de Tyson. He's not really God. Yes. Um, as we, we hear in the album, he's he sort of... Just plays a in the
3: album. Yeah,
1: sort of. <laughs> no, I mean, he doesn't even play God in this album. I'm not really a it. doctor.
0: I just play one on TV.
1: But it's, it's funny having him play because he's a staunch atheist as yes, well. Yeah. Um, as you've seen on Twitter, this is before... Also,
0: he does have a great voice. Neil deGrasse Yeah, does he has yeah. a good voice. Yeah. And it's
1: very calming for this person who's... This person named Adam who's trying to, you know, come to terms with everything that he's come through. And it's it's there are themes in this album that are themes that Logic has gone through you know through his life he's half black half white so there's there's a lot of identity like he's trying to figure out where he he fits in the world and you know, like I, lo- I love that there are different themes that he tackles like anxiety him dealing with issues that he's dealt with there's a whole song about
0: I feel uh, real bad about about say this but of course you brought race into this <laughs> <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess.
1: We were all just having fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Um. Oh. <laughs> Any deal? deals. I'm glad I didn't finish my thing. And he deals with suicide, <laughs> suicidal thoughts. Um, it, it's. I think it's a. It's a wonderful album. Um, there's, you know, I don't think all the songs are a hit for me, but I. I'm pretty sure most of them um really really resonate with me. Uh he had three singles from this song, from this album, Black Spider-Man, which is, you know, around the time that uh Donald Glover was, you know, the internet was like, you know, Donald Glover should be he Miles should Morales. be Spider Man. That would be not not Miles Morales. They wanted him to be Peter Parker. Um,
0: yeah. Hell yeah. And and every and you
1: know, I'm fuck I'm done with that. Um and 1 eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, 273 8255 which is the suicide hotline number in the States, and it actually um boosted their numbers that year like and and years uh afterwards so not not prank calls like i had said earlier but actual people who needed help they found out because of this song the number to call which i think is actually pretty cool um there was one other song that it, they it released as well but i can't remember oh everybody i think the title song um i don't know what else i can say about this like i i think it's I love this You're album. You're not I gonna break
0: like, it down, fucking lyrically, and like like I I
1: could. they they You
0: thought you were gonna be like Hawk and like fucking yeah. Like, I tear this shit apart. I
1: I could go song by song, but I really don't want to. Um, it's 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 an <laughs> right. album that I think also flows really well. I think there there are themes that, um, the 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 whole concept album of it being Adam's journey through you know, whatever the afterlife. I think it's really good for this album, especially based on the songs and the themes that he goes through. Sorry, Hawk.
3: Yeah, go. So, my only experience with Logic before listening to this album was uh, him appearing on Rick and Morty. Yeah,
1: in the Vindicators episode. Yeah,
3: the Vindicator <laughs> episode. And that. It's like, I dismissed him. I was like, ah, uh, another white guy who's rapping. Okay, you know, so. Eric picked this one, so I was like, "Okay, I got to give it a shot." Uh, <laughs> oh, as, fuck. as soon as I as well, soon as I started well. listening, <laughs> like he he really like he really dispelled every preconception I had about it. And I guess that's like, kind of like the whole vibe of him Mm. in that. It's like, he's he has faced nothing except preconceptions his entire life. From both sides. Half white. Coming from like, you know, parents with like obvious like substance abuse issues. Yeah. And And apparently like with the mother and that, some very dark cycle, cycle, you know, psychology going Mm -hmm. on there. He
1: left his home at a, at a young age as well. So he, he'd always been fighting for his music career and, um yeah. fuck man he <laughs> he's gone crazy like he he's a twitch streamer now too or maybe he's youtube i can't remember um and he does all these other like he does so much work for the community as well like he, he tries to prop up other artists um i think he does he does D like we we me and david t- talked about previously yeah he's um, friends
0: with the people at critical role
1: yeah he's Yeah,
0: I mean, I will back Hawk up in in the sense that I did make a similar fuck up, but I made it privately (laughs) where because years ago I heard a Logic album or a song and he dropped an N-bomb and I was like, what the fuck?
5: Yeah. What? He's very light skinned.
0: Eminem doesn't do that. No. And I was like, all right, well, clearly I'm either like I'm going to be confirmed. Right. And like I not that I should have a fucking great say in this, but I'm like, I think most people aren't okay with that. And then I'm like, oh, he's half black. Oh, what the fuck? What am I? Do- what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> like, it was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, like,
5: mm-hmm.
0: you know, never really listened to his stuff. I mean, it's a fucking phenomenal album, actually. Like, I, I, it makes me want to go back and listen to his whole discography now. Discography. Mm-hmm. Um, his, uh, I really enjoyed it, and he is yeah. a, he's, a, he's, a, he's certainly a talent. Yeah, he drops he uh, lines
1: very well yeah i think that's right lines
0: the speed like it, it, but he i mean i'm I'm, he's kind of like eminem and that he can speak clearly quickly right and that's like usually the key to partially being a good rapper (laughs) yeah for sure is is the speed and clarity which but he might i don't i don't think he's as fast as eminem but i don't think think anyone is Uh, sure about busta rhymes is like the fast i don't know this is one of those things like the fastest rappers in the world but
3: Mm, I, he's def- if if not he's definitely up there and that yeah. and you know and it's lyrically dense and that you know it's like I don't yeah. know like I I'm not huge into hip hop these days and that you know most of my hip hop like experiences from the nineties and that you know yeah. Wu Tang Bob Deep you know those are the kind of the ones I loved in that growing up um you know I got a huge Kendrick Lamar uh, vibe you know, what listening to this guy
1: mm. interesting yeah I could see that too um I know one of his um. Influences is is um, Frank Sinatra, which I, I like. The music backing for this is very lyrical. I don't know mm-hmm. if, um, mm-hmm. if you've heard it's that. Like, and, like, like, it's 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 a lot more. There's also classical. Melodic. There's melodic. There's a lot of classical pulls in it. Like I, it was surprising I was when I first heard. Of, it.
2: Like, I the whole time I was listening to it, all I was getting was a lot of like vibes of like Moes deaf and Childish Gambino.
5: Mm-hmm. I could like, hear that too. I,
2: I really like can appreciate lyricists like this who like can come up with like poetic lyrics and spit in the way that they do, mm-hmm. um, but I don't generally like listening to it. Um, <laughs> That's fair. This was the one album today that didn't really do much for me. Um,
1: That's fair. I that I, was why I those, it. like,
2: yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like I I love like I love hearing people that can that can like spit rhymes like that and just go super fast pace and it's poetic it makes sense it's a beautiful story but it's not something beyond that i don't i didn't get into the music of it I, mm-hmm. it's not something that i would ever really want to listen to again for that reason like i it, it's one of those things i would like to just hear a spoken word of it and that would be way more interesting to me and way more appealing hmm.
1: interesting
2: but i think i'm a lot like hawk where my hip-hop experience is the 90s like i grew up you know crisscross and and Ooh. orgy and and nate dog and shit like that <laughs> Ooh, like regulate yeah, like that's 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 the hip hop and rap that I grew up with. So mm-hmm. everything up like nowadays, it's like I appreciate the lyricism of it, but I think the
3: music is uh lackluster. Interesting. That said, I think this form of hip hop is perfectly in tune with like, you know, today and that versus like a lot of the stuff like I listened to back in the day. I don't think we kind of makes a leap over in that as mm-hmm. far as lyrically or attitudes or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy is kind of perfectly in tune with like, yeah. You know, well, that's so, and that's know, why, like, I felt the childish right.
2: Gambino vibes to it because, like, as I am listening to the lyrics, like, they're very poetic and they're speaking a lot about like what's going on in the world today. So it's like very the the lyrics really do speak volumes for where where we're at as a society, like, in this time. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what I like about it. It's just musically, I just it doesn't appeal to me musically. Is all
1: fair. Um, this I know this was a there was also tracks in this that were very, um. He did it in response to the the era that he was living in because he was he's American. He lived right. in, in Trump USA. This came out a year <laughs> after, a year after um you know year Trump was, was elected. Him, yeah. So I know I remember reading his Twitter and being he was very up in arms during that time, um I all through his presidency actually. So um I wonder if you know the upcoming twenty twenty four election <laughs> comes about. I wonder if he's gonna go up in arms again. We needed a Rage Against the Machine at that point, which we never got. And now that Rage is back, I'm hoping mm. something will come out about that. Steve, what'd you think mm. of this album?
4: Uh, so, yeah, like, uh, because I, I didn't experience hip hop the same way that, that, that most of you guys did, uh, this was a neat, uh, like, you know, obviously I'm aware of hip hop and rap, um, but I've never explored it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really cool experience to like uh, listen to again an album an artist who sort of scripted like a whole sort of journey a whole experience and like you said was pulling from a lot of um present problems and issues and so yeah like I could I could really appreciate the refinement of like the I actually had you know I didn't know it was you know during that era and I'm I'm really impressed that he was able to be so precise and so lyrical and and not you know overdo it you know like he was able to keep it playful you know um so yeah this was this was that was a know lot of fun playful
1: and I, and well did say rise up against
4: yeah but keep there's this kind of rise up you know. yeah. yeah but but the whole thing has a kind of like um
1: it wasn't all
5: it's about not that an
4: ang- yeah, yeah it's not an angry journey right it's it's a very broad it's a call to action kind of journey yeah there's there yeah it, there's a call to action in it as well um but I, I just, yeah, I just appreciated the sincerity of it and uh, and and his skills. Um, yeah, like I, I, even though I don't follow hip hop or rap, I can I can recognize like, yeah, Not he's either. very, very good. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, with his his lyrics and delivery, and uh, yeah, so I, yeah, it was really it, and also it was like, you know, considering the the albums we all chose, it was great to have this left turn, like something completely different, um, which I did really appreciate. So yeah, I, I liked it.
0: The next time we do this, I'm bringing D12. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I don't know what that, that. is. <laughs> it was it was a it was, a band, it was a, like a rap group with Eminem and like three other guys, but they, but they Dre, pretended Eminem. to be other people in it, yeah. so they were the Dirty dozen. We're D12. gonna
1: we're gonna have to do this more frequently so that we can get Steve some music yeah, catch me in up. there. Yeah. This is gonna be a monthly thing. Every, I was literally
2: group. compiling the list of albums I mentioned uh when my computer crashed, so I don't know if there's any correlation there or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually
0: genuinely now wonder how what you guys would think of my favorite Roots album, actually.
1: Yes, the... I would love that.
0: Ooh, how I got one? over is how I got over is just so good. Mm. That's, I think the one they released like right after not long after they started being the the show, the band for the Jimmy Fallon Tonight show.
5: Mm-hmm. Things really fall good. apart. Yeah.
3: yeah. I think that's I was like ninety seven, ninety-eight, not the one that the with the their 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 biggest track was on there with uh, the one with Erica Badu.
1: Oh yes.
3: Yeah. Maybe I you will will. worry about me.
1: Anyway, I'm gonna play the, the song that's probably the most popular on this and it's one eight hundred. Uh somewhere here. One eight hundred two seven three eighty two four five. That's not how the song goes. <laughs> Oh, this features Alyssa Cara, who's Canadian, and DJ e. Khaled. And I'm pretty sure he
2: You would know if he's in the song because he announces himself sixteen times at the beginning. Oh no, he really.
1: produced it. He didn't. I've been on a low, I have been taking my
0: time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. I feel like my life ain't mine. Who
1: can relate? <laughs> Alright, I can't I can't put that on that one's... Um, yeah, so that was my album. There's a check it out if you can. um, we're gonna end this off with Steve Steve. you I have are... so
4: little to say i I mean this is the worst I and mean, we started with like such an in depth you know, like academic we just slowly went down and down dude I've
3: little... had thirty years to think <laughs> about that album, like you know, yeah.
4: So the funny yeah so the funny thing is when I, I i joined this whole thing super late i i wasn't paying attention so i didn't even know we were gonna do this until like literally two days ago and then i was like um yeah this is a great idea and then i was like albums i don't really listen to albums because i don't really listen to music right like i mean i do but not in that way right and uh, especially with the last couple of years, like I just kind of forgot to listen to music entirely. So other than driving, you know, How when everyone, I would have
0: literally everyone else is getting through the pandemic because of music. And you're like, I just didn't listen to any. I've just God, been fucking this pandemic be over already. So I don't listen to been... more <laughs> fucking music You've just been taking reality. You've just been raw dogged by reality. for Yeah, the last well, and that's. Half years. <laughs>
4: it's a good way of that's a good way of explaining it and i mean i will say like this whole experience has been just fantastic for me because it forced me to sit down and listen to uh you know albums that i never would have done it otherwise and not because i don't want to i just don't know where to start you know and and also like i'm having a lot of trouble like keeping on things so like having to sit through a whole album has been like a really good experience you know uh five times over um, so anyway, I originally was going to pick something I actually did listen to, like back in the you know university days. But it's like it's not it's not something I'm actually listening to now. And I realized that this other band now here, I don't know how to pronounce this because it looks like Siamese, but I don't I, know. I if I think
2: it's, that's how it is, the Siamese.
4: Yeah, S I A M. It's not Siamese. C- yeah. Well, anyway. it's an
0: accent de goose. So wouldn't it be Siamese? Siamese. Siamese. Siamese?
4: Yeah. Shamas. So I'm not entirely sure. Shamas. So. I realized that um, in my travels uh, and I kind of make these ad hoc playlists, uh, I'd listen to most of their music. It just sort of it started with um, Summer Nights, which is on this album called Home, Um, and I just kind of just kept adding their songs. So I was like, yeah, you know what? This is more relevant because it's actually something I'm listening to. And uh, so it's the newest band of all the ones we're talking about. This album is from 2020. Um and uh, the songs were all kind of created at different times and eventually accumulated together, but they're actually an, uh it says here on Wiki an Argentinian electro pop rock band, which I think is fair. I think that's a that like, I don't a know much good. about
1: that is a very yeah. good description.
4: Yeah, I don't know much about disc- music, but I think that 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 makes sense to me. Um, yeah. and it's primarily uh driven by uh, Guillermo uh, Stolz- Stolzing. Who's the lead guitarist and vocalist, and Juan Manuel Black colo who's a keyboardist and synthesizer. Anyway, it has like a very like I, I would say eighties uh, instrumentation, but like a also very modern, like a lot a lot more current uh, complexity. And um, and it's I don't know, I just find their music sort of fun. And um, actually, one of the reasons why I got really interested in them is I'm very visual and uh relevant to this is they they actually got um i just want to find this on the on the on the wiki here They, they they reached out to an artist to here it is um a company to create uh oh sorry argentina's first anime music video and and the thing is when i first came across their music i was like wow this is like a great little cartoon like this is something that As growing up uh me and my friends uh as teenagers would have absolutely loved because there's like a premise in summer nights where it's like these kids who are like playing and they're introducing like a a new friend and and some of them look kind of asian as well and i don't know if that's intentional or not because again maybe that was what they were going for with the anime quote unquote style uh or maybe i'm just reading into it and kind of making them asian but um There's just a certain freedom about it and a certain playfulness about it. And I don't know, it just it just it really charmed me. And then I started going through their other videos and I really love their anime uh, uh, videos, So I do recommend anybody to actually watch at least Summer Nights or uh, Mr. Fury or Wolf or No Lullaby, like not all of them have them, but those are all the the animated ones and and they're really charming to me. Um, So that's all I can really think of to say. it that's just,
1: the anime is actually really, really good. I yeah, it does have Japanese feel, like the yeah, the the looks of it. I really I really enjoyed I didn't realize they had commissioned someone. I thought it was just a music video that they had done. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. that's awesome. Like that they wanted it reminds me of like when Daft Punk um when they do music and they have a visual in mind and they get yeah. directors to do that in perfectly. Like yeah. they did a really good job.
4: Yeah, the people who are doing these videos are like are, are really in sync with like, I don't know, I just they're really fun little adventures. So um,
2: I, when you sorry. put this album up and I and I put it on to listen and I don't know if this is a me problem or like how I view you or how whatever, I did not expect this album coming out of you.
1: I did not either. <laughs> Actually, to be honest,
2: I did not did not I, 100%. I, 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 when I'm I started really listening talking. to it, I was like. That does not seem like a Steve album to yeah. me. Like, it no. Just... I thought it was going to wow, be a little, loved a synth it, wave than it was. Yeah. It yeah. had some
0: synth wave, but yeah. I thought yeah. it was more it, like, it, dark, like dark. dark it
1: was more poppy it than
2: reminded, I expected.
5: Yeah.
0: It
2: reminded me yeah. so much of The Midnight, just like not as much synth as they are, but like the the vibe of it really reminded me of them. And yeah. like it, I've instantly, their album went onto my playlist on my phone hmm. and I'm looking up the rest of their stuff. Like I was yep. blown away by how good it was.
4: Agreed. Yeah, yeah, it's just something I kind of stumbled upon and then upon reflection I was like, yeah, you know what? I am kind of I am kind of hitting these guys a lot on my playlists and and it just seemed like a more yeah, cuz probably the things I was thinking of putting up would have probably fulfilled your expectations. <laughs> and this one it wasn't meant to be a surprise or anything, but I just being honest, I was like, yeah, this is kind of where I'm at right now. It's the it is an album I'm going back to and probably will continue to go back to a lot just cuz it it I don't know. It's it's fun. Like and uh, yeah,
1: like my favorite band currently is churches like this is yeah. fits in that wheelhouse. I, yeah, Literally, so 100%. Before we
0: did this. I was re-listening to the director's cut of uh, screen violence.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> such a good. Um, yeah,
0: I kind of want a time machine and I want to go to young Steve and introduce him to Stone Sour and just oh, see what happens. Wow. <laughs> see how depressed he can get.
1: Why? Why would you do that?
0: I'm a, I just, you know, I just, uh, you know, I just like to give things a little push.
5: So. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow! I got a time
0: machine, I could fix things at that point, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: I wonder if and? they would come to Canada, like if they've Stone ever Siam. had... No, no, sorry. Siamese or whatever? <laughs> Siames? Siamese?
4: Siamese. Ooh, Siamese. going with Siamese.
0: It's such
1: yeah. a new now, band. they're
0: Argentinian, so they speak Spanish, right? So I, I presume the accent Spanish. is actually pronounced differently in Spanish than it is French.
4: Yeah. I like I've never actually heard how it's described. They actually did do I, a tour in 2020 in the States, so they have come across yeah, at least okay. once, so...
0: But, I mean, they're they're in Argentina. It's really not that far away. It's just a whole um a, a whole two just a hop, skip in the continent away. They're doing
1: another yeah. U.S. tour, unfortunately, okay. not coming to Canada. The closest they're coming to us is New York City. So yeah, mm-hmm.
0: geeks mm-hmm. with kids go to New York. New York. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Anyone else on this album? Like, I think it's. I think it's a good album.
3: I, I actually loved yeah. it. I actually want to listen to it. Uh, again. I have to I'll listen probably... to it. I have to listen to it more. I was really, I was just introduced to this last night and that, and it, yeah. yeah, it's way bree- It's a way breezier sound than yeah. I was ever expecting. Like, yeah. you
1: know, it's a shorter stuff. album than I thought too. It's short too. Yeah. That yeah
3: that's why I ended listening to it twice. <laughs> yeah. And I the weird like to... thing is, I think it's like kind of a culmination. Like, you know, we started like from, you know, from where I was in 91 and that, yeah. you know, and I've been talking about like, you know, the introduction of digital technologies into music and that. And I think this is, this album Kind of really culminates that whole argument in that you know from where like things have were and that to where they are now and yeah. that this mm-hmm. album you can do pretty much like at home on your laptop yeah. you know and yeah yeah and amazing. I also
4: appreciated that this. It actually did fit together like an album, you know, uh, in that, like, there is a, there is a sort of a, a similarity, uh, and a style that's consistent and coherent across it. So, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, okay, all right, this, this, this kind of fits what we're talking about. So hopefully, you know, it, it works out, but yeah, that, that's, that's the thing that amazed me the most about all five of our albums is that they were all like full experiences, you know, and very mm-hmm. consistent throughout. So it was, mm-hmm. it was great, great for me to listen to all these, Together. These guys
2: have the best fucking names I've ever read. <laughs> they have a bass player named Hooter von Funk. <laughs> That's yeah.
1: fucking amazing. Yep.
0: Yeah, it does. I'm I'm not gonna the lie. The vocalist, Barbie it, Williams, that these Gonzo guys, Rooster, like, and they're in Argentina. It does concern me a little. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie.
1: Ah, uh, like. Uh, just
0: got that but that did but to be fair there were german colonies in argentina long before i mean not that colonies are a good thing but long before world war ii
1: <laughs> good <laughs> lord oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah.
4: we're gonna be doing this <laughs> again when i i want to do
1: i would do this monthly if i could um Dude, i'm w- just
0: thinking of so many albums now that, that were like like if an, i did an album based on that or like if i wanted to you know, what know, relate like, things to different albums. I do have
4: another album I, fi- I figured out like long into the process that I actually, that I genuinely would go back to. So at least I have something for next time, but yeah, it's, it's pretty tricky for me, but hey. yeah, I, I love this. I love this whole, this whole experience. We can do great. video game okay.
1: soundtracks. We can do movie soundtracks. We can do scores. We can do, like I said, Canadiana, like, let's just do 90s canadiana we don't even have to do so many canadian
0: bands i like like i could just i we could just do a podcast actually on canada like the five canadian punk bands i like like (laughs) we can talk about the magical
1: mid 90s to late 90s of where canadian alternative rock was just like
0: one our lady peace album at a time baby. (laughs)
1: I'm other yeah, I initially other... like
0: I initially wanted to come in today doing
2: I my original pick was gonna be Eyes Wide Open from churches. But yeah. then I was like, everyone knows that album. Yeah. It. Like I wanna come in yeah, with I something don't. that's a little more obscure. Yeah. like other than Queens of the Stone Age, like I had never heard of any of the other ones, which was exactly what I wanted from this.
1: Yeah, I really wanted to learn more music. And that like that's the point of this is to I mean I'll be happy to give things. you
0: obscure stuff. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna make like, just, another, I'm gonna make a, like, a, a Discord thing here that, just for like
2: us. I said, I'm already making a list of, like, all the albums that I would recommend to people like, just put it on and listen from beginning to end, and it tells a story, like, just enjoy.
0: Like, from, like, 2008 to 2018, I listened to so many British bands that whoop. just put out one or two albums, and then that was it. They're done. And yeah. they haven't made music since, like, as as that band or whatever, that I could set, and you'd be like, this is good, this is good. Why did they only make one album? What the fuck? Why like, are there only two? What the
2: well, so I have I'm, a couple I'm on my list that might just the one. I have a couple on my list that people might look at and go like, what the fuck? Really? Because I have like a seal album, a Sinead O'Connor album. Ooh, Sinead, Sinead O'Connor is amazing. Awesome. Okay. Sinead okay. O'Connor Faith and Courage. I'll break the out the
0: shop day. I'll break out the boys to men. <laughs> okay. The
1: best boy bands ever. Let's do that album. The only
3: boy band ever. <laughs> if I was to break one out from that category, it'd have to be genuine The Bachelor.
1: Okay. Oh, genuine! Holy shit! Yeah, that,
3: uh, that was a good album. Like you, Steve would. has no
0: yeah. fucking clue what we're talking. about. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm so confused.
1: Maybe Steve picks the genre. Until and We Steve pick the music. No, 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 no. Oh, I
0: like that. I like that. That would Steve be the next picks one. picks an album, and then we find albums that are that genre.
1: Mm, I don't. Yeah, I'm fine with that too.
0: No, because then we know he might it's like. it. a Bad it. idea.
5: Yeah. This is yeah. this
0: is the this is the Dave watches anime
1: now. it's Which Steve we listens uh, to music. Yes. Yes. I, I
0: love it. I, I love it. it. Oh man. This Dude, was a I lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I really like this. This was a lot of fun, yes. I, I, I do want to do guys. this sooner rather than later, to be honest, because I, I want to learn more music. This, I like this
2: is okay, so here's an idea. around Christmas time, we do what we call like a secret Santa thing, mm-hmm. where each one of us picks an album for somebody else to listen to and review on the show. I like that too. That's a great idea.
1: We need a music oh. We'll pull it out of hat one stream and we'll be like, "I want this Hawk doing so that.
0: bad. <laughs> I want. I want not. Hey, phrase I got I to <laughs> think of
2: one. I got to think of one album then to, to leave off my list. I. I,
1: I want Steve to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, god, a way,
1: so Steve, in a I'm good
0: way, Steve.
4: In a good way. So scared now. There's
0: so many British bands I want Hawk to hear that like there's like just the one album. Oh my god. Yes.
1: Yes. Everyone should listen to Idlewild. I love that band. They're they're British as well. That's why I went. Anyway, let's. Um, I don't know what we're gonna do next because now I just want to do music again. Next, next well, time we have two weeks.
0: Next Wednesday, are we gonna do the She Hulk premiere?
1: Maybe if I'm around.
0: I do have an exam that day and the next day, but you know,
1: I, I wouldn't mind watching it. Um,
0: I would very much like
1: to. we have D and D tomorrow, right?
0: Yes, we have D okay, tomorrow. So as long as as soon as long as nobody, you know something something terrible happens, yeah. we should have D and D. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think if anything else is coming out and or is not till next month. Um yeah. are there any House, movies House that anyone, anyone cares about, Noah? Yeah, I that's that at the end of the month.
2: Pray
4: today, so...
0: Watch, uh, Prey again, motherfuckers. Unless,
2: unless we wanted Can to do like a review of the whole Predator series.
4: No, kind
1: of thing. no, uh, it's not
4: worth
2: it. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, going to be really five hard. minutes of all the other ones in, in an hour and a half of. Prey. But then we're going
1: well, to have to watch did. the Alien versus Predator movies, and no, I don't just know. say you watched it. Just no,
3: say no, you watched it. We did. Twenty-five did the first minutes one in, theater, in theater. I'll never do that. Again.
1: I did that too. I saw the first one in theater, and I was so oh, sad.
0: Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. One so of sorry. three movies in my lifetime I've walked out on. In theater. As, as Steve wow. said in his discord, that's the guy who's in charge of Sony now.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, here's the, cra-
0: here's the crazy thing. <laughs> okay, he, kinda... made, he made Fox profitable and yes. he somehow made Sony profitable. Well,
4: no, no, here's the thing. He, I, he knows he, he does his job well. And yeah, he cuts budgets from he movies. He cuts budgets, hey, and his... and he makes them make money. But yep. they are. Steve, so I'm going to change this,
1: change the topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We let's didn't play a song point. from your album. What, what do What you
4: oh, want to hear? Um, I don't know. I, I guess just just go with Summer Nights because it's got a nice riff at the beginning. All right,
0: Summer Nights that. is really good.
2: Yeah, this is the midnight vibe, big time. Yeah.
1: That guitar is M83, just right there. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Oh, I want to play more. I would end on that, but I can't because... I want to listen to
0: that and then Kavinsky so bad oh okay i actually get that reference oh
1: that's
0: <laughs> good yeah because it's it's
4: synth wave which now. i know a little bit about okay yeah. all, right. all
1: right yeah yeah i'm not new uh, then uh, we'll be back in two weeks doing something maybe music again <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> Who knows? Um, this was a lot of fun i really liked the uh, yeah hearing all of these new albums not new albums i've heard most of them but um uh yeah exploring time. music and doing you know music stuff which we've wanted to do for ages um maybe i i wrote this in the in our chat here or in our discord maybe we'll you pick a band that we've seen live that we really enjoyed and then pick an album by them which would be really fun um anyway steve's like i haven't seen any bands live i don't do that (laughs) um all
4: right gonna have to go
1: yeah go street it's the wiggles isn't it yeah Uh, yeah october maybe we'll see um Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Hawk. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, um, Steve, for coming on and talking about music. We'll be back in two weeks. We'll see you guys soon. Goodbye. Bye. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like it here, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app.
5: Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.